I would like to begin this episode by thanking some nice people. Arthur Ramsey, Jim McKeown, Evan Caswell, Richard Taylor, and Eric Nagurney. All of these people went to patreon.com slash TV and kicked in a couple of bucks, and that helps us out a great deal. If you have not done that, consider doing it. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about the seventh guest and also the eleventh hour. Uh, the seventh guest, uh, we're going to start out with that. That is an adventure game developed by Trilobite Studios and published by Virgin Interactive Entertainment for the PC in 1993. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be like like a one and a half. Yeah. Kind of off because I didn't uh, I didn't get too far in the eleventh hour for multiple reasons, mm-hmm. um, but wanted to you know I kind of just volunteered us to do the eleventh hour and I apologize to you Cole <laughs> and I just I've always been curious about it and I was like oh it's you know the structure of it sounds neat and uh, you know it I know it's it's real wild it's got like phantasmagoria appeal uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to it and those things are kind of true kinda uh, but yeah there's some there's some real there's there's uh, real problems. <laughs> <laughs> Fund- we're gonna talk about talk about problems if Fun- you like problems fundamental problems i think that it makes sense to talk about them kind of in the same breath because it is a very stark i think demonstration of why this fad was a fad well yeah i was like all of this yeah. this entire thing all of trilobite is uh an example of a lot of uh cautionary tale right kind of stuff like not only is the seventh guest really interesting for you know again like kind of a fad and uh the, the way I was, I was talking about in the slack and this is getting ahead but who gives a shit we don't got bosses <laughs> um the but like somebody uh it was like everything that the seventh guest reviewed for really well at the time mm-hmm. it would review poorly for now absolutely like it is it is this weird opposite version this thing that made it remarkable and genuinely important right and a landmark game none of which <laughs> make it a good game in 2019 yeah this is this is aged like milk it it's amazing <laughs> like it's, and then and then the set, the 11th hour is like a fast follow you know uh like doom clone kind of thing like uh-huh. you know start development while this was before this was out like right. it, they did not twiddle their thumbs and it had already passed mm-hmm. like you can see the exact window right that they missed like it it is weirdly from like a game history perspective like this is so important and interesting like mm-hmm. another thing i was thinking about is how much more fun it is to research this this stuff than it is to play it oh 100 <laughs> percent. like it's really interesting it's uh it, as stuff i mean you know, like, as, yeah, historically again like like cutting ahead to generalities but i want to lay this out as a thesis especially as we talk about the generalities like the the, the anti-pattern is the, the anti-pattern in this what not to follow 
is the idea that, hey, may- maybe if the entire reason for making a game is like, oh, the technology exists, um, mm-hmm. maybe it's not worth doing that. Maybe you need a better reason. <laughs> I, <laughs> because I think everything is so technology forward it's in very, this. For sure. But if you read interviews with these people mm-hmm. and stuff and you like trying to get their perspective, I think these are true believers. Yeah. I don't think that they were doing something that was that shallow. Right. And that ends up also giving it a little bit of a appeal um, of like Edward appeal, you yeah. know, to some of this, like, especially when you watch like the documentaries about this, but I'm thinking like, just you, you, you look at how much effort went into, um, basically I think that they, they reversed the effort that should have gone into things where so much is done on the, is done on the visuals. Um, uh, very little is done on the acting and the story and then yeah. just an infinitesimal amount of effort put into the play. Like for the puzzles, they literally just took these puzzles out of, out of like a 19th century game. It's book. games magazine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just games magazine. Like we're, this is all, all like rich stuff. Yeah. We're going to get, get this. This is all really like super interesting to us, but real quick before we get too far, because we just kind of naturally launched into it, which I like, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to do a quick shout out because this, uh, this month, this puzzle mm-hmm. month. Was chosen and this specific pick was chosen by Doug Leaf. Yes. Uh, you remember, may remember Doug from <laughs> the Arkham City episode mm-hmm. um, where he, he was a delightful guest. Yes. Um, and I want to put the blanket disclaimer of when somebody chooses something that we're going to trash, uh, that we still love Doug. Yes. Um, it's and I actually I kind of <laughs> like the seventh guest. I kind of do too. A little bit. Like, it, it, kinda. It, is, it is. It is very very charming. Yeah, there, there is there's a lot of charm. There's a lot of goofy charm to it. Some of the puzzles are genuinely good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that if you if you're somebody who doesn't totally turn your nose up at a better version of this, which I consider to be like Professor Layton games, right? Right, right. Like the structure of this is not that different than Professor Layton. Mm-hmm. If you don't totally turn your nose up at Professor Layton, and I love those games, mm-hmm. um, it is hard to totally turn your nose up at this. Right. It's much worse. Uh, the puzzles <laughs> are worse. They're excessive. Um, they're less imaginative, um, but it's still like, hey, man, if you want me to put eight queens on a chessboard <laughs> and have none of them be able to attack each other, like I can chew on that. Like, yeah, I can get down for that. Um, and then they, they 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 just toss all of that stuff into the fucking toilet with the sequel. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, let's just let's just chew this, digest it, take a big old dump and then just uh, throw the toilet away rather than flushing it. Right. You know? Put the toilet into a bigger toilet that is only there to flush toilets. <laughs> yep. <laughs> into God's toilet. It's got a it's joke at the toilet bottom. Now. It's just for toilets. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we're going to – it's going to be interesting. I've been looking forward to talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's go and get into it in an order and then we can say all of the like passionate ranty things we want to say about how weird <laughs> this is. Yeah. So yeah. in 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So – Game opens up with uh, with relatively little preamble, um, at least mm-hmm. in terms of the, the the actual play. You kind of wake up as this unnamed amnesiac who it kind of is is like in the manual is described as an entity. What like you that. actually are is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yes, like like once I actually found like this is one of the more incoherently told stories. Yeah. <laughs> uh in games, um, and once I found out, like you know, looked online to read because it's not just incoherently told. There's just like cutscenes that are missing and oh. background information you don't get. 
once I figured out who your character is in this, I was like, that's so fucking dumb. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. But um, you, you are an entity called Ego who is yeah. trapped in this strange mansion, mansion that was once yeah. owned by a toy maker named Henry Stauff. Notice that the last name uh, anagrams to Faust. Um, yes. Important. Uh, yep. And you've got to solve these puzzles while witnessing these glimpses of a fateful party that was held here once long ago. Pretty cool. Yeah. Sounding other than being ego, the, <laughs> the, the, the child, the ghost that continued to grow after the child died. <laughs> um, rather than being ego, all of that's cool. Yes. Uh, I'm down with that. And like, I have a stupid amount of affection for Stauff. Uh-huh. Oh, like, so I like that actor. I like everything what he's in it. I, I think his dumbass, like, taunting voice. Yeah. Like, it's infuriating, and it happens way too often. But, like, I was just like, this is so dumb. There's a scene in the second one with him that is just, like, <laughs> really, really good about soup. Um, and that, that's... It's really good. Like, it's very funny. Oh, so, so Stauff is absolutely. If you if you throw everything else away, keep Stauff. Yeah, Stauff gets to be in the the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> volume like thirty or whatever, right? Yeah. I'm I'm way into Stauff. Um, and the, so the way this structure is, as this ego, you're floating around. Um, you're going through uh, seeing the remains of 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 this party, this very clue like uh, environment as mm -hmm. a digitized movie. And in between, you are doing these brain teaser puzzles, like right. literal games magazine, you know, chess puzzles, uh, reversey, things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is those story remnants that make this game important. And I'm very, I'm very grateful that Doug brought this to us and kind of forced our hand because this is a historically uh, notable game, right? Mm -hmm. it, you know, this is a killer app for the PC. Uh, for PC CD-ROM drives specifically. It was even shipped with uh, CD-ROM drives. Uh, huge system pusher. It only shipped on CD. Um, it's like mist in that regard, though this came out first. Um, yeah. And um, the pre-rendered 3D graphics and FMV acting were a huge deal um, when this came out on the PC. You know, we, we know from, you know, talking about stuff on the Sega CD, other FMV games, FMV had happened before this or was in development before this. Uh, mm -hmm. But it was on, like, special video systems that used tapes and stuff. This is all digital. Yeah, yeah. And this was – so I, I was 13 when this came out. And my my uncle that had the, the high-end for the time PC, mm -hmm. who I played a lot of these games, had this. And I can confirm as a 13-year-old that this looked like the future. Yeah. Like, just – and not just the, the pre-rendered FMV – not just the, the FMV, but walking around the mansion. Oh, yeah. Like, as a 13-year-old, I played a lot of The Seventh Guest. Like, I made no progress because <laughs> right. it's not a game for 13-year-olds. But just being able to walk around this mansion felt so incredibly cool. And later, when I when I played Myst, just the fact that it didn't animate right. between made that seem worse. Right. Even though, obviously, time has proven the opposite, right? <laughs> right yeah. But at the time, like, just as opposed to a series of still images, this, right. like, you actually move around this fucking mansion. This yeah. looks so cool. And I still think the mansion looks good. Mm -hmm. Like, for, you know, for, the, like, it looks cool. Like, it's it's blue and atmospheric and, like, kind of spooky to walk around. And I like the soundtrack. Like, the actual experience of moving around this mansion is still pretty neat. Yeah. And at the time, just gobsmacking. Yeah. I like you know? moving around. And, like, when something big uh, is on the screen, I can, you know, click it and see a special little animation. Where it falls mm -hmm. down is in the 11th guest where existing in this mansion is a fucking, is a fucking yeah. Riddler nightmare. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the 11th guest is, is 
very like a very bad game yes and it has a reputation we'll get to it that has a reputation for being such that i didn't believe for some reason because right. it sounds just like the seventh guest right um yeah. so as the, the the kind of rhythm of this you're exploring these rooms of the mansion uh new rooms open up kind of as you see more story scenes uh and then you can see these items around the house you can examine them a lot of them are a little cosmetic or cosmetic that's like the manhole like mm -hmm. they just do a little animation or whatever yeah but you're mostly looking for puzzle objects mm -hmm. uh and you find the puzzle object you solve the puzzle, and that is you advancing towards the end state of the game. Yes. Now, when we say, hey, this is a point-and-click adventure game, and we say there are puzzles, you might be picturing something like Myst, where you're manipulating uh, a big multi-room um, uh, kind of device, or something like a LucasArts game, where you're gathering items. That's not the case. Basically, nothing leaves a room, with one exception in the first game. Every puzzle is endemic to just one room or one screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, usually one screen. It's usually yeah. completely disconnected from the room you're in. Yes. It is just an object that is sitting on a dresser. And when you uh, hover, your, hover your skeleton hand over it, uh, it turns into a skull with a big bulging brain. And that means, hey, it's puzzle time. Yeah. Yep. And now you are in an issue of Games Magazine. Yeah. You know, Extremely like quite literally. Variety. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> like in, in Games Magazine. And a lot of times they don't even really have... The kind of, uh, you know, a suggestion of a metaphor. No, no, them. this is not you like know? a, like a uh, um, zero escape um, escape room, right? Where the puzzles yes. kind of link like you're, into you're doing some kind of... towers of Hanoi, but you're actually manipulating energy right. to to get the engine to start. It's not Bioware doing that bullshit no, in Knights of the Old Repu Republic. It's not it, like that. It would just be towers of Hanoi, even though that's not in here. There, there is next to no integration between yes. the puzzles and the actual story or anything else that goes on. Um, the like the only justification is that Stauf, he was a toy maker and he likes tormenting people, so he has these puzzles that he forces them to solve. If you take anything away from this podcast, it's that my man Stauf wears a lot of hats. <laughs> because as as a demon murderer, hobo, toy maker, brilliant chemist, <laughs> yeah. um, he uh, he just gets around. He's the Swiss army knife of villains. Yeah, no, he, uh, he he's a real renaissance man. Yeah, yeah. you say, say nothing about him other than <laughs> he is he is a renaissance man. You're lied stuff. Um, the uh, yeah, so there, there's just no integration, which is weird because if you read interviews with these dudes, mm -hmm. uh, they talk about how that was the goal. Right. Like they love that. They're like, oh, you know, maybe it looks like a maze, but you could put a princess at the end of the maze and then it's a knight on a quest and stuff. And I was like, did you? <sighs> Did like when did you come up with that? Was it like right after you shipped the game? Because <laughs> it, it doesn't happen in the game at all. No, you know, I mean, a couple of times, like the virus puzzle specifically, there are ones where it does, mm -hmm. but it, there's very little integration, right? Like you said, um, so these are like chess puzzles, word puzzles, logic puzzles, uh, things like that. The dude, the the main guy who designed the puzzle puzzles in the game um, was just a big fan of those. Like had a subscription right, right. to that magazine. Um, you know, depending on what these are i can relate like i'm also a fan of some of these yeah. types of puzzles yeah the, 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 um, there there are some that i that, that, that i just hate i would rather stick my hand into a garbage disposal but yeah. there are like the, the, there are ones where it's like yeah i can totally get down with this especially like the spatial ones you know yeah i yeah. almost anything with chess i'm pretty into yeah um in the, in this game um and there are like i said there are, you know, like you said there are spatial ones that are that are generally pretty good mm -hmm. there are other ones that kind of lose me a little bit they're yeah. like ones that just feel like trial and error yeah um and then again in the, the sequel they just double down on the worst <laughs> ones right um 
if you get stuck, I think this is actually pretty clever and kind of forward thinking. Mm -hmm. If you get stuck on the puzzle, there's a magical book in the library that you can use for hints. Um, And this will give you a hint on the puzzle. Sometimes it's useful, sometimes it isn't. But, um, you know, you have that out. The manual says if you use this too much, there'll be a consequence. But that's not real. No, um, it's not like you get a game over. All that happens is when you, you solve, don't get the cutscene. You don't get the cutscene, so yeah. the story will make even less sense. Which is kind of like saying your garbage can will get just a little bit more stinky. Yeah, <laughs> it it doesn't like you're. I don't can't imagine people putting together this story without a bunch of supplementary material, right? Right from outside. So just giving you that out, I actually really appreciate. Yeah, you know, in game, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah. like, like we said, as part of that rhythm, when you solve the puzzle, if you do not have the, the, the book solved for you, um, you, uh, get to see kind of an event that happened in the, in that room, the events are, you know, you can, this is vaguely nonlinear. Like you open up batches of puzzles as you go along. Um, you're going to see bits of the story kind of out of sequence so that that obscures it even more. Yeah. Yeah. And there, they, Decided to have like a lot of characters <laughs> with conflicting uh, motivations right. in this, which like the complexity does this no favors mm-hmm. in terms of, of the story, like having all of these different characters uh, there because it's very easy to mix them up. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, uh, you, you, know? you cannot discern them from each other because of the res- because of the resolution, because of the distance from which they are shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you if you told me, hey. You need to um, differentiate Knox from the other guy. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't pick them out in a lineup, right? Except for Temple, right? Well, you know? because he wears a because he wears yeah, a turban. He dresses as a Zoltan machine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the because uh, because because he wishes he grants people wishes when they want to be uh, so grande. <laughs> um, so like uh, that that FMV stuff is a really big deal. Um, in a way that is kind of clever, they knew that the green screen was going to look like shit. You know, it was going to have really bad resolution. So they made mm-hmm. them ghosts. Right, right. So that was like the plot following the function. But what doesn't follow the function is them, uh, because of that reason too, this is intentional if you watch the making of. Mm-hmm. They they were like, okay, because this is so out of focus and grainy and shitty, emotions are not going to come across unless you guys really fucking emote. Right. And every single person plays to the rafters. <laughs> and like, that's a very popular thing to, you know, we're, we're living in this golden age of like, you know, cinema like that. Like everyone loves Nick, Nicholas Cage now, right, you know, right. who like overacts. Everybody loves that kind of overacting stuff yeah. now. Uh, really though, that's only really good when an actual actor does it. Yeah. You know? So like you end up with stuff who was an, a real actor. Right. Like I real fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone else throw them in the fucking trash. Like I, I hate every other character in this game. They're yeah. so boring. I think that kid sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're just like, there's no charisma to it. The, yeah. They're, they're, like, there's no magnetism. Like, like yeah. they're just, uh, you, you know, obviously if, if, if their appearance, you know, and the resolution of the, of the technology is not going to draw you in. There has to be something, something magnetic about their the affect. There's nothing. Yeah. 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 You know, and the, uh, so it's, it's these six people who are in the mansion. Uh, invited by Stauff. So Stauff is great. Super hammy, you know, uh, Riddler figure, yeah. more or less. Stauff is hammier than Easter dinner. Yeah, it's it's great. He's super good. Um, he's invited these people in the mansion, uh, tormenting them to solve puzzles. The idea is they all have a desire, and they think that Stauff can kind of grant their wish. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all have these different desires. 
Um, it's a lot like Clue because they all are different people with a secret. Yeah. They're all invited to a dinner party. But like Clue, as much as, you know, we, we talked about that in an episode of Adaptation Decay, mm-hmm. uh, which you should listen to if you're a patron. Um, that was real ass actors. And yeah. they got across that same like that. No one's understated in that movie. No. Like, those are pretty hammy performances. <laughs> it's just like, oh, acting is a thing. You know, like your friend who thinks they can just open up a restaurant. Actually, people go to school for that. Like that's that's Mm -hmm. a there's knowledge involved in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It it is a discipline. Yeah. I just don't assume you can just do it. Right. You know, and that's what it's so community like sub community theater. Yeah. And like, you know, even Stauff, if you look at his IMDb, that 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 actor doesn't have really any other credits besides playing this besides playing this character right so everybody everybody i think was just somebody who was around jacksonville oregon uh who they who they managed to pull in and they just happened to get really really lucky with stout with stout's actor yeah and got very very unlucky with everyone else right right so like (laughs) one of the reasons they had to go um had to go oversized with the acting is because they had no master scene like they they couldn't establish the shot and then cut in on expressions because you know you've got to keep the camera in one place you are the character witnessing this from one perspective um you know and you you know they they didn't have the ability really to render like the background for a close up right so everybody is acting acting for the back seats it is it is theatrical acting but done in <laughs> bad theatrical acting but done in very low resolution uh kind, kind of film but not even using the techniques of film <laughs> yeah 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 it really makes you kind of uh realize that you take a lot of things for granted yeah I think in this, because you might think like, oh, I just need to have these characters stand and convey this information. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, there's a lot more you need. Yes. To that. Um, so everyone I find a little bit annoying. There's always kind of a wind up to every shot. Yeah. And then kind of a cool down, like people kind of taking a couple steps before they say their thing, you know, and then kind of like standing for a moment afterwards, like it's no. not edited very well. Um you know, as we mentioned, uh, Stealth does a lot better job. Like he's more fun in cutscenes. He taunts you throughout the game, mm-hmm. um, which is charming and a problem, which is like a lot of the seventh guest. <laughs> yeah. Like because you can't do anything while it's happening because mm-hmm. of, like technology restraints that couldn't just be part of the soundtrack. No. The game kind of grinds to a halt while he says like feeling flustered to night, <laughs> and then you're moving knights around a chessboard. Right. Um. You know, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But, boy, it happens very frequently. Yeah. Do do not arrest my cursor, please. And yeah. That never happens arrest all the time in this. Yeah. The, like you know the the never arrest the cursor. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, there are some puzzles where even if you're even if you are just doing the you know solving the puzzle, he will say the same thing after like every four moves or so. Yeah. Um, and your character responds. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's re- and your character is not charismatic and fun. Right. Um, so ego can, can sit on attack <laughs> and you have to listen to ego a lot. Yeah. In this. <laughs> um, yeah. So like we said, the original intention was to have these events taking place as he moved around the mansion kind of, uh, mm-hmm. concurrently. However, the chroma key blue screen uh, technology left these huge ghostly auras around the actors. So they said, boom, ghost story. And they, and they pivoted. Yeah. Lots of pivots in the uh, the provenance of this, it feels like, <laughs> because it, it does do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so Seventh Guest, you know, Trilobite itself uh, is the brainchild of two specific people, for mm-hmm. the most part, uh, Rob Landeros and Graham Devine. 
who were employees at Virgin who pitched the game uh, to them. And they said, you know, yes, but we can't do it under Virgin. Right, right. So, so they right. were fired. Virgin produced it, but mm-hmm. they started their own company. It was like a fake firing. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, so they could like, go out and kind of gear up for this. Yes. Um, you know, because they were like, hey, we and they, you know, legitimately, like, we're talking a lot of shit and money doesn't, you know, there's no Worthington's law. Mm-hmm. They were on to something. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I'm sure that's later in the notes how how big a deal this was. But like, it wasn't like everyone was in, you know, out of their mind. Right. Like uh, they were on to something. It made sense for Virgin to do this. It was a, a good, safe gamble, mm-hmm. you know. Um, originally, they wanted their idea to be com- or the game to be composed just of photographs and video footage. Mm hmm. So the mansion. So they're going to like shoot this mansion in 360, all these things, uh, you know, but they it wasn't feasible. So they went with rendering. Yeah. So uh, they've, to, they've, they've, yeah. they've got the uh, the 3D rendering, which made it you know easier to do. I think some of these more um, adventurous transitions and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, which work to the game's benefit, kind of, except they drop you someplace you really don't want to be. Which is a bummer. Um, yeah, we'll the, talk. the 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 doing the the space doesn't make sense is something that also again like you might take for granted and be like oh mm-hmm. we just have to make characters go to random places when they go into the you know the stovepipe <laughs> it's like no you know no. actually like yeah that's important too like yeah thought goes into some of the stuff you're taking for granted guys yeah uh but the but South Mansion is based on a real place that's called mm-hmm. the, it's called the Noonan House it's in Jacksonville Oregon which is basically Northern California it's like a two hours away from Redding um but yeah like you can you can you can rent this place on airbnb <laughs> yeah and, and will yep <laughs> yeah um i i would uh i would appreciate having for, you know for, for living a, in the like, south mansion like, like a party weekend there 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 are five bedrooms yeah 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 or i mean or just living oh yeah, yeah. like don't you want to live in south mansion oh yeah <laughs> you know? it looks like a beautifully maintained property i love a mansion yes like that's just just how it is. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, you know, based on this real place. So even though they didn't use photographs, they still based it on this, uh, this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the re- the way they were able to do this kind of rendering was because of this new compression technology. Yeah. Which, so this game, you know, which is, was the most visually impressive thing at the time was mm-hmm. on two CDs. Yeah. You know, again, contrast with like Phantasmagoria, like eight CDs, Sierra <laughs> games from later. Right. Yeah. Um, and one of their main design ethos with this was, uh, centered around this question, you know, what would mom play kind of a shitty loaded gendered question or whatever, but just the idea of somebody who is not necessarily into Twitch play, how can we make this game approachable, um, and make it so that, uh, the control is not necessarily a barrier, uh, to, uh, doing what you want to do. And controls on this are really intuitive. Yeah. Like having the icon move around, have a contextual icon for an adventure game mm-hmm. was cool at this time. Yes. Even. Um, um, uh, yeah. the, the, the 25th anniversary edition adds something which is very welcome, which is just a button you can press that highlights clickable things. Yes. That I really yeah. missed in um, really missed in the 11th hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 super useful. Um, as is though, it's still for the time, like pretty well controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that's very, so they are like, Hey, we just happen to know this guy named Masto- Matthew Castello. He already had worked on games mm-hmm. and he was a horror novelist. Right. So he's perfect. And like, is he though? Cause I, I just, I <laughs> like, I want to read one of these guys books because do you think they're anything fucking like this? Probably like, this not. Is, this is ineptly written and yeah, poorly. I know conveyed. that sounds yeah, poorly conveyed, and the 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 dialogue. You know, it's not just the performances. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not particularly good writing. 
Right. And that whole like Stouff wears many hats thing is funny. It's funny, but it doesn't but make for a good, you know, good fiction. It yeah. just makes for funny fiction. It's 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 like a head-on collision at a five-way intersection of concepts. Yeah. You know, which like that you don't want to read. Right. Like if like five books all crashed into one another. Well, there, there's a yeah. so so there is a novel like you, it is one, oh, yeah. one of the downloadables with uh, with with Gog. I think maybe... it came with the the game. With okay. Some ad- additions of the game along with a VHS tape of the making of. Oh yeah. Which I demand everyone go on YouTube and watch yes. because it's a, a gallery of just the nineties looking like <laughs> people that you've ever seen in your life, and it's really good. Yep. Like uh, yeah. But the but the novel doesn't necessarily from from flipping through it and then also reading a summary, it doesn't necessarily concern itself with the events of the game. It's more about kind of backstories for the it's individual six characters. Guests. Yeah, yeah. It's these six characters. Right. Um, the music in this, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this, so this is done by George, the fat man singer who is pretty famous. Like he's done a lot of, uh, music. He's the guy who did the main neck mansion mm-hmm. music, you know, yeah. uh, ultimate underworld zombies. They, my neighbors, like wonderful, you know, yeah. co- music composer, mm-hmm. um, really larger than life character who yeah. also makes a great appearance in that documentary. He, he shows up bringing some big rockapella energy. His ringer is that he brings <laughs> who he introduces as they're just guy. And like when he walks up and they show him like doing the slow walk in, like <laughs> I kind of love it. Like yeah. he's a, it's pretty good. And yeah. he, he's reliably good. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if you see him on a soundtrack, it's mm-hmm. going to be a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. I, and I, the music I just, I good. just pulled those examples because those are games that we have covered on the show. And also I love the music in all those games. So yeah, he does great work. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, and the music in this game is, it's this kind of like he hit it. This is one of the things that like does, you know, hit it right out of the park yeah. because it's kind of like jazzy and fun, but a little spooky. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if you were going to make a uh, a horror game, uh, a horror puzzle game, I think this mm-hmm. is pretty much perfect. Yeah. You know, so uh, great, great work. Yeah. Uh, manages, manages to hit it, makes smart choices, too. Like he's got mm-hmm. uh, themes and leitmotifs uh, that uh, kind of add and subtract instruments that represent different characters. And he explains this in the documentary, uh, similar to Peter and the Wolf, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he's also uh, the guy who did the soundtrack for Freddy Fish and the Case of the Missing Kelp Seeds. Oh, geez. So if you uh, if you want, if you all you kelp heads <laughs> out there, all you Fred heads, please. All you Fred heads. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So kelp, I need anybody. <laughs> kelp, give seed somebody. Um, so he's great. The music is great. Right. Um, this game was a blockbuster success. Uh, you know, yes. just a huge worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, which is good because this is one of the first video games that cost more than a million dollars to make. Yeah. 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 Um, um along with, you know, along with mist, it created the craze for games like this. That was extremely flash in the pan. Yeah. Mist likes yeah. like, there's a reason why doom clones, people are still making them now. Right. You know, uh, but people are not necessarily making mist likes, um, except for, you know, the Rand brothers. I mean, Cyan. Yeah. Cyan yeah, uh, is doing it, but like there, you know, that doesn't, hasn't maintained as, as, as much as other, it didn't birth a genre really. Right. Uh, of this. Um, and it's, you know, missed clones that we have seen or played for abject suffering or ones I have played. It's this weird thing where it's a flash in the pan and almost none of them are good. Right. Like mist is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I, that might be it. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, 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 like Mist in its many sequels. Yeah. yeah. 
Like what else? You know, it, it's just this weird thing where at the time it was just visually impressive. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it reminds me of like when, um, you know, there were like movies people would own when they got a DVD player to show off special features. Yes. Or like they wouldn't really like the movie very much, but like this just has a lot of bonus features. The Matrix was one of those. Matrix um, was one of those. All the Austin Powers movies were mm-hmm. weirdly enough. Like yeah. I knew a lot of people with the Austin Powers movies who were not, mm-hmm. you know, big Austin Powers fans. They just really, you know, look at this, you know, this interactive menu. Right, right. You know, that plays, you know. Yeah. Um, scratches is pretty good. Um, I, I wish I could get it to get it to run, but there's a game called Amber journeys beyond, which is also a spooky, um, uh, first person mist like kind of thing where you're going into people's okay. dreams. What scratches is okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know, going, I I'm going by memories from like a game yeah. that I played 20 years ago. Yeah, it's okay. I, I got, I played that more recently than that. <laughs> okay. It's, you know, it's, probably before the show started, but I yeah. more recently than 20 years ago. And it's okay. It's, it's pretty, a, it's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's um, a, some atmosphere. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, it's hard to, it's hard to think of any that are not abject suffering candidates. Yeah. And yeah. not just because they're FMV, right? Like, yeah. um, I only, th- I think Gabriel Knight two is only a little worse than Gabriel Knight one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I think that FMV, you know, we love a uh, contradiction. Like FMV is not a fail condition. No, no. It's this weird, it's you, you touched on it early on. It's this weird David Cage esque, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, it's, it's impossible not to name check him when you talk about technology being put before the gameplay mm-hmm. or being put before the story or being put before the art Yeah, in any way. Like, Games that, you know, yes, the characters in Detroit might look very real, mm-hmm. um, you know, but if you're spending so much time and energy on that, you're kind of by necessity neglecting everything else. Right, right. You know, and all of these games have that in common, mm-hmm. you know, with the exception of Mist. Right. Mist is the, the weird outlier. I, I mean, I just just so we can stipulate, like all of the mainline Mist games are good. <laughs> like. Yeah, when I when I say Mist, I, I mean I haven't played all. I played Mist yeah. one and two, but I, I believe you mm-hmm. that they're definitely at least a far sight better than this. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, uh, and if you, I mean, if you want to do a comparison, just compare Riven to the eleventh to the eleventh hour. Yeah, and show Riven that out. like yes, there like there is a way to evolve this and elaborate um, and make something that kind of transcends the original in a lot of ways there was no intention to evolve or, or transcend with this right right i think with the 11th hour it, it was literally made before this came <laughs> out like the start yeah so the, it was just to make it was like an expansion pack the, this with... the, this chart shows disco music sales for 1979 and if this <laughs> yeah. trend continues hey. um so the seventh guest has been on uh quite a few ports right um so the philip cdi that whole you know the, those things that you know, only rich, unpopular kids own. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, Here, we're, we're here's my interactive uh, body yeah. atlas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey guys, do you guys want to play a a pretty uh, pretty shitty version of Aliens versus Predator on my Jaguar? Um, kids, you say Jaguar? Jaguar. Yeah, I want all these kids to come over and play my Jaguar. <laughs> this character I've been working on. You'll yeah. meet him in Object Suffering. Okay. Um, the uh, the. Uh, and uh, part of part of this uh, resurgence work, believe it or not, people, you may not have known this, but we're in the middle of a seventh guest resurgence right now. Are we? Um, yeah, kind of, because they're making a sequel now. Um, and uh, the uh, that 25th anniversary edition of it, uh-huh. there's an iOS port that was just a straight up port yeah. that came several years ago. And now there's this 25th anniversary edition hmm. that is uh, on iOS and is 
you know, on GOG and Steam and all that stuff, yeah. which has those uh, highlightable things and, and, and such that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think when I played this, it was like I didn't get very far because I got bored. Uh, but when I played it, it was whatever version came out for iOS mm-hmm. a while back. It might have been iPad only at the time. Um, it's, uh, or at no, first. I played it on my phone. Oh, well. Um, it's actually it plays really well on iOS. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's pretty it. well suited to it, you know, <laughs> like um, and I think that they they actually released uh, they cut a puzzle from it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then released it as it as its own iOS app. You can still get that. And it's actually pretty good. <laughs> it's uh, it's very funny that they, they did that. I wish that they had made a mode for the 25th anniversary edition that was just you choosing puzzles from a list. Yes. You know, like I understand that you, you could still keep, let you keep playing the regular game. But if you mm-hmm. just had a big list of all the puzzles. Yeah um that would have been the ideal way to play that on your phone i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. um so got those ports there is the sequel which we'll talk about later mm-hmm. um uh and uh there was uh, a cash grab that they did uh that is probably the most spectacular failure i've seen this, this is, is the, amazing it is the yeah. zizix road of video games it, um, it's the thing i was talking about where it's just the puzzles it's a compilation yeah. of just the puzzles right none of the, the stuff it's a game called uncle uncle henry's playhouse yep and uh, if you're listening to this at home, play a little <laughs> game and think about how many copies uh, this sold. Yeah. What um, <laughs> What do you consider to be a failure? Yeah. Well, what's what's a failure for a game created by a studio that uh, created this incredibly successful game? Like, oh, okay, you, know, it, you know, Capcom thinks this game under underperformed. Yeah, you know, yeah. it only sold like four million copies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Try 27. Try 27 stateside. Try 176 worldwide. <laughs> And not 176,000. No, no, there, there, there are no commas. Thousand. Yeah, <laughs> just 27. Like, you can you can picture right now. Like, if you wanted to collect them all, <laughs> you could conceivably collect them all and not, you know, every copy that's ever come out. Like, you could just have all 27 copies yeah, you, you of could... Uncle Henry's Playhouse and store them comfortably in a shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I'm curious, Gary, because you said you could collect them all. Something that had that small of a print run, like if they didn't just, if most of them didn't just end up in garbage cans, like how yeah. expensive would that be? Uncle Henry's play Playhouse. I was going to send you to a, to a, a Pornhub. Oh, okay. Like, so what you've never seen. <laughs> Gary, yeah. a pre- yeah. okay, so uh, a pre-owned CD copy of this. Uh, is thirty one dollars and forty nine cents? <laughs> I kind of yeah, want to yeah, buy this so I can own something. <laughs> there's all you own one twenty seventh of the population of this game. Yeah, like that puts you into a very exclusive club, Cole. Like for only thirty dollars. <laughs> How exclusive is a club that costs thirty dollars to get into? Very exclusive. If there's all, if there's less than twenty seven people in it, it's just an unpopular club. <laughs> It's like it's like this is the annual meeting of people who like to lick their cut their cat's butts after they shit <laughs> to make sure that they're clean because we don't trust the cat. And it's like there's not very many people in this club, but there's also not very many people in it. Right. You know, um, really, really amazing stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, I, I might do that as well. This could be the duck feed game. <laughs> like every when somebody gets into the duck feed inner circle, they they get a copy of Uncle Henry's Playhouse, one of the only 27 in the world. Um, there's also a game that's a spiritual successor to this called Clandestiny, mm-hmm. um, which I was looking into that. And that actually looks kind of fun yep. to me. I'm kind of it's a it looks more fun than the 11th hour. Like it is uh, like kind of a children's story that takes place in uh, medieval 
Europe, like a guy inherits a Scottish castle mm-hmm. that has, uh, you know, ghosts and spirits in it, but the story does not look like it's, you know, off the rails. Yeah, it's done. And, uh, uh, it's it's, it's yeah. traditional animation, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so I think that looks kind of good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they were going to make a third game for this yes. um, called The Collector. Um, there's a trailer for that that's mm-hmm. three minutes long. <laughs> um, and it opens with this puzzle that is this kind of like th- uh, three-dimensional chess kind of thing. It's like not the kind chess. Trump plays? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Get, getting political on here. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, the, uh, it's, it's like a two-level uh, tile-moving okay. thing that uh, looks like, like just looking at it made me furious like <laughs> just like i cannot imagine putting up with this horseshit no no um but it involved him uh, a gallery in europe that stuff has been uh, appointed yeah to be the curator of because like <laughs> of you know, many hats yeah yeah um i yeah. I, I, do, I do like the idea of of, of, of stauff uh uh kind of extending himself into a kind of a leland gaunt kind of thing just yeah. setting up his yeah. own needful things and making deals on the road yeah. <laughs> um they uh they tried to kickstart the the sequel mm-hmm. and did not make it. Yeah, yeah. Twenty thirteen. Uh, it was. I mean, it was kind of a pitiful sum they were asking for. Yeah, it was, it's kind of like uh, when they when they tried to do the Boogerman remake and it and they only got like six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's always kind of sad to me. Yeah. Like you think like anything that somebody knows, right? You know, right. will be. Uh, instead, though, uh, fans started making a sequel called the Thirteenth Doll, uh, and then the original. Um, creators of the seventh cast got in touch with them and officially mm-hmm. licensed it. Right, so right. it's a fan game, but it's made with uh, input and blessing yeah. of the original creators and comes out in July. Oh, okay. So yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know it wasn't out. Huh. Yeah. It comes out this now for a limited time discount price. Huh? I don't know. Uh, I, might, I might check that out. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's for, so it's 20 bucks for a digital copy. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them doing it. Well, yeah. Uh, that was a successful Kickstarter, uh, raised, uh, over six, uh, $60,000. Okay. Um, yeah. And they, uh, yeah, it looks neat. Like it, it you know, it uses uh, pre-rendered kind of versions instead of actors mm-hmm. for the things, uh, which look cool. Nice. You can get yourself a, a handsome 13th, uh, doll hoodie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have a bunch of different merchandise. A lot of them are just, <laughs> man, Cole, let me, uh, let me put this shirt in your slack. Okay. Sorry, I... sorry for people listening. This is a uh, <laughs> this is this, just uh, for this, us. this 13th uh doll merchandise. I got to get this shirt, dude. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Look how off center it is. <laughs> oh. Can you just wow. paint a picture with your words? Describe this shirt for the audience. Okay, so like a, a nice shirt that you get. It's like it's a what? It's like a silk screened you know, like, yeah. like, like, like screen printed on this mm-hmm. is a not nice shirt that appears to, so it's a, it's, it is a kind of an asphalt gray base, uh, blank. Uh, and it is the not nice version, which Did is the, like uh, color things over to the right and do the one in the lower right, do the sun yellow, just because I think it really ties it together. Ooh, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so, um, picture just a terrible, uh, kind of like splash page collage that you would see at the beginning of a game that released in, um, uh, 2000 like uh, other games by this publisher so just just a lot of a lot of art kind of mismatched together applied to a big perfectly rectangular vinyl <laughs> like a applique. mouse pad was glued to the front of a shirt yes 
Uh, yeah. So it is the bad kind of printing, which 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 appears if if, if it looks like this, if, if it is what it looks like, it is just a vinyl application that would not breathe and would immediately make you sweat and chafe under it. Just in a perfect <laughs> rectangle on your chest. Yes. Like you would just have beads of sweat pulling, pulling up. Yes. And uh, I might get this <laughs> in yellow. Like if, if this if it actually looks like this, uh-huh. um, there's free shipping right now for the next two days. OK. I might get this shirt. Okay. I think this is very funny. <laughs> yeah. We're into our next show. Yeah. Th- this, this, this can go into my con rotation. <laughs> I'm sure it's like, it's a little pricey, Yeah, but it's very funny. <laughs> um, and it's premium. It says it's a premium shirt. Ooh. So, Hey, it's, you know, it's gotta be good. Yeah. You know? um, although that, that, that collar looks really uncomfortable. What is that Heather stripe doing there? Yeah. Like, uh, mm, no, it looks good in red too. There's a couple of different colors that just like, really make this pop yeah i like the this green month. i think the green looks especially good green's good yeah, yeah. i think i might go with yellow though <laughs> how does that hideous um anywho uh that's that's the future of the sun's death. that's why i say it's we're literally, it's literally just the banner that's at the that's at the top of the 13th doll.com <laughs> yeah they, they, but they put it on a shirt yeah and they put it on a thousand things. <laughs> like it's not just on shirts. It's also uh, there's a whole kids and babies section. Okay. Who's buying their fucking like buying a baby bib? And it's especially grim given the subject matter. It's totally. And there's, they have a much more attractive logo that they, they, they have as well. This yeah. is just the weird collage one. But they have one that's just like a blue with a lightning bolt. They've, they've... You know, and a big stylized 13. That looks pretty good. Yeah. You know? I'm just imagining your baby like a onesie, short sleeve baby <laughs> bodysuit, in <laughs> with this mouse pad glued to the front of it. Um, really, pretty incredible stuff yeah, here. Just yeah, just 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 go to the thirteenth doll dot com and uh, look, look at the graph, uh, the banner graphic that's at the top. That that yeah. that is what would be emblazoned across your chest. <sighs> if if I'm wearing this shirt at a convention and you're wearing this shirt at a convention, I will buy you a drink. <laughs> yeah, I, I, until the end of time. <laughs> but do not hug that person because I think the vinyl gets uh yeah. gets tacky. It, they, if we if stick. we stuck them together, you would transfer be like a Dragon Ball. Like it would just <laughs> we would no longer be able to be separate. We would now be a forearm for for like mode mode lock creature. <laughs> let's get into it since this game uh has the the puzzles there's not a lot to talk about right and the story is inconsequential we're gonna cruise a little bit yeah on some of this and we still have to get to the 11th hour which neither of us beat right um and but you, you, are... you watch the movie though i watched most of the movie okay it's so hard to watch the fucking movie because it, everything's so dark yeah like everything is shot like with no lighting okay it's really weird so i watched most of the movie i saw the soup scene i saw the 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 house that raped me scene yeah i saw the the dog with the human face like i saw a lot of the good okay, stuff. okay okay <laughs> um i didn't see all of the good stuff because i got bored and angry yeah and then playing the game made me really angry because not only does it rely on anagrams which i have a type five about we'll do about halfway through this episode right. uh, but also so many of the puzzles rely on color like yeah, it's like you actively couldn't do it so yeah. the uh yeah um let us do 
the the seventh guest then said though let's yes. go let's do it so it opens up with a storybook like a history book describing the uh describing the tale the woeful tale of this drifter named henry stouth uh mm-hmm. who robs and kills a woman um and not his... germane what's that not germane no <laughs> like i kept expecting this is the opening this is the inciting incident yeah. is the drifter being desperate enough to, to, to rob a woman and kill her but then this other story just starts. Yep. Like no. it's like when, when a band like misses the first chord of a song and then it's like one, two, like just reclicks. <laughs> Stop again is what this feels like. Yeah. Not uh, expecting that woman to have anything to do with anything. No, no. I, th- I think I think it's a little bit like joining the uh, what is it? The Dark Brotherhood and and, and Oblivion. Oh, you got to yeah. kill somebody and then it That's draws it draws the attention of the of the forces. Yeah. That could be it. I the demon know. finally reached out to Stouff because of that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that night he has a dream and he sees a design for a really cool doll. So he reaches out and grabs it in his dream and then he carves a replica of this in his real life. He sells one yeah. to a barkeep and then eventually. Uh, this is in he... the 20s, by the way. Yes. So if people are like, why? What's. I'm having a hard time conceptualizing of a famous doll. Right. Right. Um, it's the 20s. <laughs> right. Uh, especially one carved out of wood. Um, mm-hmm. And this like turns into a very, very uh, successful toy business to the point where he is known worldwide as this, uh, what is it, like FAO Schwartz kind of figure. Sure. Like a, a toy maker, you know, uh, a stealth toy is a toy for life, <laughs> uh, you know, they say. Um, and, you know, spooky old toy maker who looks like Clint Howard into it so far. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it looks like, uh, looks like Mr. Leahy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that is. It's a, I, I, it, I saw that you, you posted a picture of it, but I don't know who that is. He's he, he's uh, he's one of the character from he's he's the trailer park supervisor from Trailer Park Boys. Ah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's uh he's he's got that kind of like uh crown of of hair around the back of his head, <laughs> kind of thing, like b- going bald super ungracefully, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. So uh, he opened a store. Everyone went, you know, nuts over these toys. Uh, he grew very wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so rags to riches. Right, uh, right. But then the virus came. There's a virus <laughs> in play. <laughs> but then the virus came. That's a yeah. that's a quote. Like that's something that yeah. they just drop on you forty seconds into the story. Yeah. So there's a there's a virus. Kids started dying left and right. Yeah. Um. You know. So he the implication being that he has uh stuck this Ebola into his toys. Right. And then kids get it. Yes. And uh, the choice of making that a virus, again, it just feels like this is taking left turns like over and over and over. Like <laughs> why this has to be a virus and not a curse. It could be a curse. Like a cursed you know, doll is magical. a thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you know, we have demons at work. Yeah. The demons who gave Stealth the Drifter yeah. the super science knowledge to craft a virus, which we see the provenance of. <laughs> right. We see his like, lab. Like we get to see his lab. He has a lab. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Like, it's weird. Again, he's it, fucking Resident Evil. It's, it's like a, umbrella. It's, you know? it's again, it's a fifty concept pile up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, but you know, this happened, and he retired from society. Uh, he his final vision was to build a house. Right, it showed him every detail of this house. So he built it, and then uh, Willy Wonka like he disappeared until finally. Um, he invited six people. Uh, yes. we see this procession of these ghostly rich people passing by the stained glass window, which is the front of this house. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Miss Burden mm-hmm. first, um, there's this elderly couple, mm-hmm. the Noxes, um, the Noxes. Yeah. Uh, there's a dowager named Heine. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Dutton, who uh, we'll find out uh, is driven by guilt. Yes. Um, he thinks the house smells bad. And then a man in a uh, turban, who, you know, again, dressed like a Zoltar machine, uh, <laughs> who says nothing. Yes, this is Temple, who is kind this of like, like of the six, it's him and Heine who end up being kind of the heroes of this. They're, they're, they're the good people. Yes. They're good people. Everyone else is evil. We don't know this yet, and the game reveals it in kind of sloppy ways, but they were all invited here because uh, Stauf is like, in this world, he's world famous. Mm -hmm. You know, he's very rich, and they think he can kind of grant their wishes. Right. Well, that's, what, he's, really weird. that's what he said in the letter that was... Yeah. Sent. Yeah. You know, and they're just like, oh, this rich guy. Like, if Elon Musk said he could grant my wish. And it's like, I want... D dog, I've seen your Twitter. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I want to be Gary Gunfinger, so each of my fingers shoots bullets when I want them to. You yeah. can't grant that shit. No. I mean, you might be able to with, like, invasive surgery and uh, right, memes. Right. But, like, you know, I, I just... Uh, just rich people cannot grant wishes. <laughs> one of these people want to be young again. Like yeah. I don't, you know, it's not one of them wants to know real magic. Right. So I just, it, it's, it's a little bit confused. I think that if it had not made him a super scientist and made him more of like, like the, the, the dad in Edward Scissorhands or something, Yeah. you know, like an eccentric recluse the whole time where there's a bunch of mystery, but like, you know, stuff's out and about mm -hmm. everyone. He's, he's a little too famous for this. Like he's not like a folktale. Right. You know, it's weird. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, then you appear like you're there. You can examine the stained glass and you see Dutton reading the note from stuff. As we mentioned, yeah. um, only one guest will leave. And uh, Dutton needs to do something with the seventh guest. Right. Um, that is the mystery. Like, who is the seventh guest? Yes. Uh, if you read interviews with these people, they talk about and this is, you know, as designed to be as much of like a Cole Ross thirst trap as this game is. <laughs> it is uh, explicitly said to be inspired by Twin Peaks. Right, right. So I wish I want to, I wish I could have like Trojan horse this to you as, oh, it's a mist like inspired by Twin Peaks. <laughs> and, <laughs> just like, like put it under a box with a, a stick and a string. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like you just say, that's how you get me to the vet for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, Declaw him. <laughs> you, you heard me. <laughs> but uh the uh so it's the idea that the, the what they seem to have taken from twin peaks is not any of like the atmosphere and stuff right right but they were like oh that summer everyone was just like who killed laura palmer like we wanted to have a question at the center of our thing and the question we wanted was who is the seventh guest yeah <laughs> which it would sound evocative until you know what it fucking is yeah yeah they're, they're, um, they're you know revealed. but it does sound evocative it does yeah um, to, to, to their credit, they did figure out Twin Peaks a little bit with, uh, um, the 11th hour. It, it does, it does have a little bit more Twin Peaks energy to it. it. <laughs> um, while still also, you know, by no means being good. Being right, good. right. Uh, so this front door is your first puzzle. Uh, you've got yes. this eight pointed star and you've got, um, these spiders that show up on all the points or most of the points and you have to swap their places. Yes. And this this uh, starts a generality of the puzzles in this. Yeah. Which um, I don't like, which is that part of the puzzle is figuring out the rules of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, that works really well in Mist because you could deduce the rules based on something being a uh, an object in like right. an alien culture, essentially. Like, like, oh, so like they're like a gear is still a gear. OK, cool. Well, not just a gear is gear, still a gear, but, you know, like I'm trying to get this door open. Yes. So there, there, I know that the function of this is to open this door. I just need to figure out the specifics of it. Yeah, the the, pu the, pu the puzzles are integrated into a context. Into a context and a world. So you have, since these are standalone puzzles, mm -hmm. making you kind of guess at the rules, I find really odious mm -hmm. in this. Um, the universal hint system for Thun's Guest is really good. 
And it has two for every uh, puzzle. They have two categories, one mm-hmm. of which is the rules and one of which is the solution. Yeah. So like and sometimes the, the rules are obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Like and they will tell you, but sometimes they don't. So something like this where it just like, you know, eventually you learn, oh, the rules to make things switch places. Yeah. But until you get to that, it's a little bit obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like moving these spiders like they can only move to uh, places directly across from them. And the trick is not to trap yourself so you don't have any moves left. Right. Like on the seventh guest curve, this is not a terrible puzzle, but it is a little bit annoying to know what you're supposed to do when just kind of confronted with this image that looks, frankly, abstract. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty emblematic of a lot of puzzles that we're going to get later on. Um, yeah. And when you solve this, you see another person. You see a little boy named Tad. Tad. Yeah. Who is huh? trying to escape out the front door of the house. He's frantic. He uh, hears someone screaming, and so he runs. And so we have seen the seventh guest. So that amazing Laura Palmer mystery. Okay, there yeah. it is. Oh, cool. yep. Here's Tad. The seventh <laughs> guest. Tad. Tad. <laughs> yeah. Who is who killed Laura Palmer? Tad. Tad. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever Laura Palmer dies, a Tad today. Yeah. Um, going to this is a puzzle that stands out a lot of people's memories as I think it's the puzzle a lot of people did first yeah. because it might not be intuitive to turn around if you go to the dining room you see a memory of all the guests gathering when they first get there mm-hmm. um, and they're told to each take a, a cake uh, but it has to be exactly the same as everyone else's including symbols around the cake yeah um, it's a sheet cake with uh, skulls tombstones and some squares that are blank yes and you need to make everybody uh, five squares of cake which like a lot of cake mm-hmm. uh and each one has two skulls two tombstones and one bit of icing yes um and this is cool i i, I, I like, like this the, 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 yeah. this is fun um because it is literally just trying to cut it up into contiguous pieces mm-hmm. and the uh bark that you constantly get you know like stealth popping in every once in a while to be like it's just icing on the <laughs> you know is not great but i like the delivery of ego going like some cannot be more equal than others <laughs> um, as just kind of a sentence that's like one of those sentences that that feels like initially makes sense and then <laughs> it's, it's very similar scrutiny. yeah exactly it's, it's very similar to the brayton cameron classic like there's only two things i hate and both of them are dying twice <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like it has all of the the structure of a sentence but like <laughs> falls apart immediately i love that <laughs> yeah it, it, it's 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 one of my favorite brayton stories um <laughs> somebody told him that at a roadside attraction like a reptile zoo oh fun which i just think is like god that's that's good <laughs> that's what a, what a what a glorious gift <laughs> um so afterwards miss durden uh tempts edward up to her room kind of seduces him and then we hear a scream Yes. Uh, the, so right. the, a lot of these scenes are going to be punctuated by screams and the sense that you, the, <laughs> yep. the, 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 the sense that you're getting, if you're just listening to this is like, okay, they're like spiders, stained glass. There's a cake with tombstones and skulls. Like this is just kind of a really generic setting that has a lot of Halloween stickers put on it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here for it. I am here for the, for, for the goofy spooky. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Like I like that part quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here for the goofy spooky. Yes. Um, the, uh, so next we're going to head over to the library. One of the things that's kind of annoying about this is that the house opens up in an arbitrary fashion. Yes. So you got to go check just, every door. Yeah. But you just check every door and at certain points, just things, more things open up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's senseless. Um, it's atmospheric to move around the house. As we mentioned, the music yeah. is good. Like when I was a kid with unlimited patience, that was cool. Yeah. 
as an adult, I found it annoying. Right click to skip um, the animations. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so you go to the library here. There's a book on the coffee table. This uh, is your you hint. open it. No. This is your hint book. <laughs> um, and there's a puzzle, quote unquote, at the telescope by this, this pair of French doors. Yeah. Um, you can see a, a spiral through the glass. And when you look through the telescope, uh, you look at Mars and there are letters on a path. Um, and this is kind of the puzzle where you have to kind of spell out a, a, a word. Yes. Um, so you, you basically just have to um, make sure you're continually spelling words. Yeah. Through this. Just occasionally, like there'll be a couple of runs where the next move is prescribed. Like you, you can only go to one place when there's a branch. You just want to make sure that, uh, you know, either uh, the word that you're starting is over. So, so you can start a new one or make sure you're continuing a sensible word. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. fine. Uh, probably the easiest puzzle. <laughs> yeah, this is very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yep. <laughs> when you finish, you get this, you get this, uh, uh, seven minute long nursery rhyme. <laughs> Old man Stauff built a house and filled it with toys. Um, yeah. and ends with a, an extremely hammy delivery, but old man staff is waiting there. Crazy, sick, and mean. Mean. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> um, it's very good. Yeah. Um, so we're, we head up to the upstairs mezzanine. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a painting there and we get one of these little animations, like little fandom man's push out of it again. Very impressive in 1993 yeah, and yeah. charming now. Yeah. So um, it's just a, an effect uh, lifted out of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like the, yes. the, the hands pushing out the rubber latex wall. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the uh, So we see one of the guests chasing Tad. Mm -hmm. So uh, people want to Aqualung Tad. <laughs> and, and we need to stop that because, you know, we like Tad. Yes. Uh, if you go the other way, there's this ghostly woman who has never explained. I don't know who she is. She shows up in the trailer for the third one. Weird. So, yeah, I don't know. It's super ego. <laughs> um, and if you uh, you had the, the other way, um, you see a uh, burden appear mm -hmm. through a door and grab one of the older men. It grabs uh, Dutton, I think. Dun yeah, Dutton. Yeah, yeah. He's like a corrupt corporate executive kind of guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, so you can go in there. You can go into um, Martine's, uh, go, go into Burden's bedroom. This red, red bedroom here. Um, the space warps a little bit when you come in. Uh, and there's a pattern on the bedspread with these letters and circles presented in kind of this winding track. And you yeah. get a little hint saying, oh, you got to move in threes and fives. Yeah. So, again, you're just spelling words. Right. But you have those those, con those uh, constraints mm -hmm. there. Um, when you uh, when you get to the end of it, you spell out uh, a phrase, the sky is ruddy and your fate is bloody. There's like kind of a the goofiness of that. Like tonally, this is really kind of all over the place oh, because yeah. there are definitely places where you're meant to take it seriously. <laughs> but the stuff is crazy, sick and mean. And the sky is ruddy and your fate is bloody. Mm -hmm. And the sentence in the kitchen puzzle and stuff yeah. where it's just like it's goofy, but not even like Halloween decoration goofy. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, those things rhyme. Yeah, okay. You know, like I, I, I'll give you that. Yeah. Like. So I got, but like ruddy sky, just, I don't know. There, there's something about this, the, the word choices and, and some of the stuff that's just like, man. Yeah. Yeah. What you is know? it? Like oh. red, red sky at night, sailor's delight, red sky in morning. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, after this, we see burden uh, seducing Edward. Mm -hmm. there. Um, he kisses her 
and a goat skull is superimposed over this which <laughs> they I love. do this trick so much like they like yeah. they just they like sometimes even when there's nothing else going on in the scene but they just want to show like okay it's been five seconds and something spooky <laughs> happened skull. Like, yeah, yeah like like maybe let's just put let's just put like a, a skeleton over them and then I, it fades away it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pronounced it's it's like produced in skulloscope <laughs> like i i just i really like it <laughs> yeah it's 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 skelevision um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh uh, the smell of her perfume changes and makes Eco sick. So yeah, he does uh, not care for it. Good, good job picking one of the only one of the only senses that is not conveyed. Yeah, yeah, and Ego can smell. Okay, yeah. all right, he can okay. smell the past. I yeah. got you. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah. uh, so we so we had to do the, another bedroom here, and we see Eleanor uh, sitting on the bed and talks about this maze she saw. Uh, where she, she says, "Oh, you have to follow it all the way to the center." Right. Yeah. Um, when you examine the floor, uh, this, this is the one puzzle where the solution is showed to you outside the, uh, outside the room. This is a map mm -hmm. of a maze we're going to go to later, but then yeah. it pulls a switcheroo. The camera pans up to this, uh, chess puzzle, uh, with these bishops standing off against each other. This is the first puzzle that really gave me, uh, uh trouble mm -hmm. because what you're trying to do, you have black bishops and white bishops and you're on this limited board and you have to get them to change places. Yeah. And they can yeah. never move to a place. They can never move to a spot that is in danger of being taken by another. Yeah, this yeah. is tricky. Yeah. You know, and the way it works, I mean, you can kind of just keep butting. Yeah, yeah. With it, you know, is like kind of how I think of chess moves. And one of the other kind of watchwords of this game is excessiveness. Yes. You know, all of the puzzles are, uh, and again, when I talked about things that the game would review poorly for now, that it reviewed well for then, there is that element of like, we need to make this worth your money. Mm -hmm. So things where it's like the basic concept of this puzzle, uh, you know, could be done in like, give us a, a puzzle that can be done in fewer moves. Yeah. But sometimes it's like these puzzles where it's like, yeah, the minimum, you, you look online and the minimum number of moves is like 40. <laughs> right. You know, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, this 40 move chess puzzle thing. Yeah. That's quite a bit. Uh -huh. You know, just it, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, the thing with the, the map on the floor, um, you know, it feels like it breaks the rules of the game a little bit. Yeah it does make me want to do that in real life. Like I would love to commission a map as a rug and then have that be the map of my hedge maze or something. Oh yeah. And then just like invite Kevin from video games, hot dog over enough time to see if he figures it out, <laughs> you know, which he would like, immediately. you, you would, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, you would spend all that money and Kevin would just cut through. <laughs> yeah. He, he would know from the invitation, right? But like the, uh, you know, just something like that. I think that's a very cool idea. Yeah. You know, um yeah yeah um so the <laughs> the reward for this one you see eleanor talking backwards but it's really just a warning about staff no big deal um mm -hmm. you cross over to the blue bedroom uh this is honey's bedroom and she's enjoy because hey this looks just like one she used to live in uh, i love how everyone just immediately claimed rooms yep <laughs> like and then the in the game they're their bedroom as well yes <laughs> like we don't know exactly the time scale this takes place you know the flashback takes place over but yeah. like Everybody gets a room that's kind of tailored to their personality and stuff. Mm -hmm. Which I think is funny. <laughs> yeah. Tell me uh, your stuff. <laughs> this is one of the longer and more ridiculous cutscenes because Heine, she, uh, uh, her wish is for youth. Mm -hmm. um, and she goes to this mirror to kind of anguish over aged uh, visage, right? She wants to be young. And so her reflection gets younger then too mm -hmm. young. And then she starts crying for her mom. And now she's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah she went too far <laughs> yep never go full baby it's like how, how uh 
a breakfast of champions <laughs> and you know like where yeah. like at the end where uh uh, uh kilgore trout says make me young mm-hmm. and then like and then he's a baby <laughs> um baby kilgore trout mm. the crankiest baby <laughs> um so this rug also has a pattern <clears throat> a drawing of heart on one side and uh you have to kind of play pipe dreams to get the blood out yeah so yeah. You, you move the it's not really quite pipe dreams you're moving little switches it's like valves yeah. so like in, in some of them uh go from horizontal to vertical and some of them switch diagonals um mm-hmm. kind of from from this from the same hinge this is fine um yeah. and this falls into a category of puzzle that um would otherwise be a breeze but because of the technical limitations uh if you fail so i made one small mistake at the end and you have to watch this blood travel down the line very very slowly, slowly. yeah and, this and, person is very sick yeah. <laughs> they're suffering from slow I'm, blood i'm sorry you've got molasses blood yeah yeah, you got the slowest blood. Um, but if you fail, like so, it, basically every time the the puzzle resets, so I had to yeah. go back and dial in the solution again. There's no yeah. excuse for that. A really amazing thing this game would have is an undo. Yes, you know when they were making their like you know uh, updated editions and what have you, and I hope mm-hmm. the thirteenth doll has one. Yes. Um, after you do so, uh, you see Temple begging Tad to leave with him, but mm-hmm. Tad does not trust him because uh, he's dressed up as a Zoltar machine. <laughs> right. And uh, then we see Hein uh, choking Temple from behind while laughing gleefully. Right. Canonically, in the story, uh, this is where Temple dies. Hmm. It's, this is supposed to happen way later than we see it. Yeah. There's a game fact that does all the like takes all of the information from the stealth files, which is um some newspaper newspaper clippings and such that explain the backstory of some of these characters. Yeah, and also bridges bridges to the sequel too. Yes. Yep. Uh it takes information from the novel and takes uh cutscenes, some of which are deleted and were included in that twenty fifth anniversary, some of which are not deleted, but you have to do things in an unusual order. Hmm. Like uh for example uh, to get a certain scene to play in sequence, you have to go into the maze early, but not solve it because that trips a flag okay. that makes another cutscene show. And if you don't go to the maze early and not solve it, then that cutscene will never show. And it's all consequential to understanding the plot. Yeah. So this is a fun seeing temple get murdered here is a, pun- a function of it being out of order in some kind of weird way. That's so weird because temple ends up being super important later. It might be a literal cut thing from this. It's really like I recommend people who are interested in this read that fact. (laughs) Because Um, the game sure as shit is not doing anything to make you understand it. Like I played the game and felt like I had the broad strokes enough. Yeah. You know, and I couldn't, you know, it plays like a murder mystery. And I say that in the least charitable way, because when I've done a murder mystery uh, in real life, they're all like, well, the blue bag went in here at. 10 17 a.m but if the blue bag went in there then the red bag couldn't be here like they're all logic grids yeah but you're supposed to do them through text and it's Mm -hmm. excruciating um the uh and this actually has a lot of that energy it doesn't come across when you're playing the game but if somebody lays it down out and puts it in order Mm -hmm. that's what it turns into yeah so if you want to actually see all of these individual parts in order there's somebody like this brave fact maker Mm -hmm. put it all in order as an easy read guide and it's great yeah um, so this is one of those things that is out of, out of sequence, hmm. um, either out of sequence or deleted. Yeah. So, Weird. yep. Yeah. Um, so we go to the game room after this point and temple is here again 
And uh, again, you know, if you're playing this in sequence, it's like, well, then just see this guy get choked. Yeah, right. Um, he's demanding to, to kind of thin air that stuff show him the secret of real magic. Yeah. That's so why te- he's here. Temple's you know. a stage a stage magician. Uh, yes. kind of kind of nearing retirement. And his wish is to is to know how to do the real thing. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His his wish is to learn how to cut his hair, not like a libertarian, because <laughs> that's stage magicians for you. Um, the uh, so, no. um, so uh, in here there's a chessboard that is empty, and this is the uh, you know the the queens that don't get along. You have to place eight queens on the board so they can't kill each other. I love this puzzle. Um, yeah, me too. I, I was I was like way into this. Like this yeah. was really fun. Um, in the universal hint system mm-hmm. for this as a thing, uh, one of the hints that they give you, which I really love, is just like don't try to do this through a pattern. Right. And when you learn like, oh, because of if you start thinking of this in terms of like fractals, mm-hmm. they're going to hit each other. Yes. You know, there's no like, oh, you know, two over one up. Right. You know, because that works a little bit, but eventually will fuck you. Right. Right. Because of, because of the kind of angle. So you hem yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, really fun. Yeah. And th- th- there's a little bit of like a uh, almost like a Sudoku element to this, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, one basically one of them has to be they, they can never share a row or a column. Yeah. So you're going to have one queen on every row and one on every column. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, you solve it. And then Tad, the boy appears. Temple yes. says, oh, th- that must be the seventh guest. And then <laughs> think, thanks. T- Temple yeah. chases him off. Don't go. And your, your, your POV character says, stop. Don't run. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're Tad. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Vested interest in Tadness and, uh, and you control and love the Tad yeah. because you are und Tad. Yes. You're unto Tad. <laughs> be, be as unto Tad. Be as unto Tad. Um, when you get on the pool table, um, you go through the corner pocket and end up in the kitchen. Yeah. And some of these transitions that are kind of goofy and impressive visually uh, mm-hmm. do get very frustrating. <laughs> they do because like, there, there are a lot of them that will just deposit you back into the library. There's no yep. way to go back up. So like, well, yeah. shit, I guess, it, I guess I have to walk through this mansion and yes, yep. it's, it's a minor inconvenience, but it's still an inconvenience. Seventh guest. I have a fucking exploration heuristic I use in video games. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I fully explore a floor before I move on to the next one. Yes. With no exceptions. <laughs> don't fuck with that. Yeah, don't funnel me back to a place I've already been. Like, yep. all you're doing is discouraging me from clicking on things. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, and you, to be fair, it does tell you what clicking on... It, like, you know when something's going to be a puzzle. Mm-hmm. All right? But I want to see those little animations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know it's a puzzle because we, we can't get through this whole... I mean, I, I can't believe we almost forgot to talk about this. Uh, the cursor game in this is one of my favorites in video games. It's very good. That wagging finger, which is like, uh-uh, you're not going to click this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have this little skeleton hand, the skeleton hand that goes around uh-huh. that does, you know, either beckons you forward in this, like, really <laughs> beautiful animation, does, like, I don't think so. <laughs> moon landing? Yeah. I don't think so. At you. And then when it's a puzzle, it shows you a skull with eyes and this bulging brain. His, his brain and is being teased. <laughs> all of these are wonderful gifts. Yeah. Like, I w- it makes me wish that... Uh, Did you say Twitter wonderful had... gifts or wonderful gifts? Gif. Okay. Like, they would be wonderful gifts, like, just repeating. Yeah. It makes me wish that um, Twitter hadn't cracked down on making animated icons. Ah, shit. Because any of these would be great. Yeah. No, they're, 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 there's one specific thing that I captured video of later to make into an avatar. So Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. Super good shit. <laughs> uh, uh, so you can go into the kitchen. Here you see a memory of Miss Knox reading, reading the note from staff. You know, she hears a knock and then someone yells for help. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, then you can uh, go over and see a memory of Heine fussing over this uh, this puzzle in the pantry. This is funny because mm-hmm. she says, oh, I solved it. 
this is the soup can puzzle. She solved it by just sorting all the letters out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so this is an infamous puzzle. I don't know why. Because why is I be, yeah, because I looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, that kind of that, that this, this makes sense. Okay, just how many verbs do I know with the Y in them? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily know this was going to be making a sentence. Yeah. They're spaced out with spacings that suggest words. Yes. Right. Um, I knew it wasn't sorting them by you know, it's actually pretty clever because ordinarily you might think that you need to sort them. Right, right. You know, by making that uh, uh you know not an option because that's how they start, it's actually pretty clever. Um the frustrating thing to me about this is that uh the words that they use um, and there are also other words that would make sense yeah. with this and some of the things. So you have to make the sentence by uh, only using Ys as the vowel. And the sentence is, shy gypsy slyly spryly tryst by my crypt, um, which is, I find annoying mm. uh, in, in that the sky is ruddy, your fate is bloody way. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, no, and then and putting aside that, like, you know, gypsy is not a great thing to say. Right. They didn't know that in 1993. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like, I had another, I can't remember it now, but I had another like sentence mm -hmm. that made sense. That was not this. Yeah. And didn't accept it. I think that like, if this were made now, it would allow you to do other, you know, other acceptable kind of solutions. Yeah. Yeah. For it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, you know, no big deal or anything easy to interface with. I don't think it's a super hard puzzle. I also don't think that it, it wasn't immediately evident to me either. Yeah. I just, I, I got to this and it underwhelmed me specifically because it, uh, it does have a reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so afterwards, uh, you know, we, we go through this kitchen door. There's a small door by the pantry. Um, and the way is blocked by another door with a set of little grates on the bottom. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, three by two. But there's no gap in the right, so you have to kind of do a sliding block puzzle, a really easy sliding block puzzle. Yeah. yeah. Um, when the gap is open, the, uh, the there are spikes that pop up, so you can't just like make yourself a you know put the empty space down there and crawl. You just have to like there there are two of them that make a circular cutout, so you've yeah. got to uh, position that to the right so the spikes will block. It's it's barely just a puzzle; like it's a compare it's a companion to the maze, I guess. Yeah. And then you get into the maze, um, which stealth kind of taunts you the entire time. Yeah. Um, you know, it starts off, you're the first living thing to step foot in these dungeons in a while. Yeah. Um, this is really obnoxious if you don't have, if you haven't seen the map, like taking a screenshot of the map. Yes. If you think, yeah. okay, I can probably just like, what, uh, what are the, the, the data list heuristic? Like just always take yeah. right turns and it'll get me out. Not necessarily the case. Additionally, like different choices will take you down these weird little switchbacks as well. Yeah. Um, so it, since you're in first person, it becomes hard to keep your orientation. It's really, perfectly. really tough to orient. Yeah. To orient yeah. It, yeah. And even the map yeah. itself, it's hard to like keep track of really. So like I ended up taking it and, uh, taking the map and translating it into, into nodes. Um, and then yeah. just kind of discerning the, discerning the right way from there. Yeah. Which turns to make, yeah, yeah. you know, basically at every choice point, mm -hmm. um, you know, mazes, not my favorite thing in, in games yeah. in general, mm -hmm. um, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, once you, uh, once you get down to the, uh, past it, you go into a crypt, um, and stuff says this should be an open and shut case, uh, cause there are <laughs> nine coffins in a grid. Three of them are open and have skeletons, and you kind of play a little bit like lights out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the corners work different. Like it's not necessarily like the, the corners will activate basically everything in a square. 
Uh, so the you know the the four the 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 four coffins that are in that corner the the sides uh, only affect the, uh, the the far rows the, mm-hmm. the extreme edges and the center will do the cross that you expect. But yeah, you just have, yeah. you just got to make sure that uh, what you've got to uh, close all of them or open all of them. I forget. Yeah, I think I think you open all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, no, you know, lights out ish. Yeah. No big deal. Um, once you finish it, you get a scene with Temple protecting Tad from Burden, uh, who turns into a melty snake tongue lady. Uh, people are demonizing yeah. at a rapid pace. <laughs> so, at an alarming rate. Yeah. Alarming demonizations are up 200% in the Stealth Mansion. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So this starts up uh, section two. More places are open for you. And so you've mm-hmm. got to go and check every fucking door. Um, at least in the sequel, they signal this change by having the, the the places you can go have doors that are slightly ajar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, which is nice. Yeah. Um, um, uh, th- this opens up. You go to the library and you see all the guests who are gathered there. And, of course, they are arguing um, over uh, over how to solve this. Uh, yeah, and, what and, to do to Tad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I say we did. I say we tattoo him. <laughs> yeah, I say New York City, <laughs> get a rope. <laughs> oh, I say we let him go. Uh, Shut up, Temple. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, but Edward Edward Knox says, "Hey, we didn't, nobody cooperate. It's every one of us for ourselves." <laughs> hey, nobody cooperate is really good. Um, <laughs> So we can go into the, this uh, this bedroom with cards in it. Um, uh, this has some doors uh, that will drop you into other rooms, but yeah. basically you want to beeline to the nightstand, mm-hmm. which has playing cards in it. Um, the cards are placed in a pattern, and you can flip over cards uh, if they're in any of the cardinal directions from the original card. Mm-hmm. You can skip over flipped cards and spaces, but an unflipped card will block you. So yes. you have to kind of like chart a path. Um, yeah. There are two grids that you have to solve. This is fun. I like this. Yeah, this one's good. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, after you do so, we find out Temple's in that room. He's examining different objects. He admires these chains and then guesses that Stauff's power rests in a pillow. Yeah, he's uh, grasping at straws. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman appears on the bed, turns into a skeleton. It does that move. Mm-hmm. And then another man in the room screams next to uh stuff or next to uh temple or whatever. <laughs> none of you oh. the none of these events are connected to each other, even within a scene. That's why you gotta read that fact. <laughs> it literally it puts them all in order and explains exactly what's happening and their significance. Jesus. Some of the things are literally people who did not like effects that did not get in green screened in. <laughs> so there's an extra there's a section with Temple early on where he gets startled and looks behind him. Yeah. And it was because a ghost of stealth was supposed to appear, but they didn't do it. <laughs> so there's like a scene where he just goes, oh, and looks behind him and there's nothing there, you know, I, which is pretty realistic. I, but like, I guess a ca- clown I, college, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it it kind of works because like oh maybe he's just easily startled, but yeah, yeah nothing is motivated literally nothing is motivated in anything it's kind of amazing yeah um, oh uh, when you leave this and you go out you go out into the hallway uh, you see a scared uh, Eleanor talking to Temple um, Temple again reiterates hey I want to get real magic uh, Eleanor says like um, you know, her and Edward have gotten into a lot of debt, so we gotta, you know, we're here for money. Okay, yeah. more more of these. More people stating their motivations to each other. Yes, I'm Dracula. I like to go suck blood. That's cool. <laughs> I'm Tarzan. I'm gonna go swing on vines. So, yeah. Um, uh, you can get into the bathroom. 
Um, yeah. and another another library warp. You go down this drain that's full of Black <laughs> Widow spiders. I'm thinking, ah, cool. This is good and spooky. Nope, you're in the library again. Back at the library. Fuck you. You can almost like it almost makes sense that a lot of roads lead back to the library since that's where the hint book is. Yeah, but give like, me a way to go back to the place I need there, to get to. But, yeah, let me do it on purpose. Yeah. You know, give me give me a portable sink. Yeah. <laughs> that I can crawl down the spider pipe whenever I want, you yeah. know, so to speak. <laughs> that guy dropped out of school because he'd been crawling down the spider pipe too often. Um, <laughs> yeah. But let me do that at will. Yeah. Like make it a menu. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, so this floor is black and white tiles, which of course means a chess puzzle. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this, instead of being queens or bishops, you have knights. Yep. Uh, and you have to swap white for black on, uh, you know, this modified board. There's kind of a, a single space in the middle. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you've got to uh, get the get them moved around. Um, and this is this is good. I like night yeah. moves. Pretty much. Pretty. I like night moves. I've been working on them. Pretty <laughs> much any uh, any chess puzzles in this I'm pretty into. Yeah. Um, so the shower curtain goes away and you can see Burden uh, breathing and drinking campaign and then she sinks into the tub as the water drains and she screams from underwater or we just hear a scream because <laughs> right. that keeps happening um i love this little cutscene. this is yeah. great mm-hmm. um yeah and i don't think we mentioned it but burns a drunk i think maybe she, yeah. she's the drunk yeah i think she, she's she's like alcohol. a state like a stage singer you know yeah yeah but... she's a she's an alcoholic there's like a yeah. whole thing about her like in the stall files about how she's been given to sipping brandy and her friends are worried or something like that okay yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, it, it's written like the seventh guest, so I don't know. Mm. Um, heading on to another bedroom, uh, the coin bedroom here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, um, I think, the uh, what the, oh gosh, Dutton's, it's Dutton's room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a champagne bucket you can, you can uh, look at, you can pop the cork again, just you know, windowsill, whatever. Uh, the bed has these coins that are laid out on the grid and it's, it's just the card puzzle again. <laughs> Yeah, it's the card puzzle, but swastika. Yeah, the the and, good the good one. Yeah, you know the good swastika, the swastika <laughs> that's facing not the bad way. In case right. you you know, you'll never mix those up. <laughs> no, no, never, um, and, and never, never would you make a bad faith argument about that about that symbol. Yeah. And uh, between the, you know this this, uh, this Loki swastika, and then in the eleventh hour, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of Confederate flags for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Really surprised. I was just like, this is real weird. <laughs> stuff, maybe stuff isn't as charming as I think he is. Yeah. You know? Incredibly problematic. Yeah. Tad pupil. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's pretty much the card thing. Uh, putting these right next to each other is bad. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to play them right next to each other, but the way you went through it is roughly how I went through it with yeah. like one exception so far. Mm-hmm. I've just been following the notes, but basically this is the way that made sense to me as well. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious if people had drastically different experiences. Yeah. Um, so afterwards we see Dutton uh, opening up this briefcase full of money and he starts screaming at his hands in agony. Uh, it, it, so, it seems like they were trying to do like a Midas thing. Like he picked up the coins and he started turning into gold or something, but no, and he's just, it's just painful money. Yeah, <laughs> just pain money. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, dire dollars. Um, you see uh, the phantom talking about the secret room and walks through this door and then we hear a scream. So. <laughs> just somebody on like a morning zoo crew soundboard and all the buttons are scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. <Da-ding>, ah! <laughs> so. Sorry, Greta, I didn't mean to wake you up with my, I tried to scream quiet for you. Yeah, quiet screams. Oh. 
<laughs> so you can go through this uh this door which isn't necessarily even a secret door it's just a door off to the side of the room and it gets you into a spooky chapel mm-hmm. um and uh there's a phantom that's dropped off by a bat when you walk in nothing nope. Nope. yeah on a house stuff um there are these colored bricks on the floor and you need to move you know this is a puzzle you have to get from the bottom left to the top right there's a pit in the center Mm-hmm. And this, I found this very confusing. Actually, I, I had to universal hint system the shit out of the rules of this. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it requires and, observation, and like, like it would probably be like a third order observation I would make when trying to solve this. Because yeah, it's like it, it's based on time and number of moves, not like direction. Yes, yeah. exactly. So uh, when there's this timing, when these blocks will kind of fall, mm-hmm. um, depending on what you move to. So three after a purple, two after a gold. One after a blue, um, and it's determined on what one you're standing on, or determined by what color you're standing on when the blocks fall. Right. So you're trying to go purple to purple if you can, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just really weird and arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Like not a super well designed puzzle. This one. No, uh, especially uh, it's, it's not helped by the by the poor communication. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, no communication. No. Right. Um, so you can go up to the altar and you can see Stoff telling Dutton, like, hey, the final sacrifice must be brought to me. And then Stoff <laughs> brought to me alive. Um, no. And then Stoff gives, gives Dutton what appears to be a short sword, but later yep. it's a dagger. Yep, he arms him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, this will do 1d6 damage. <laughs> um, uh, if you look at the organ, a skeleton appears to play it. That's what I, I, that's that what I captured video of. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, and this confessional opens up in the laboratory. Right. Um, because he's also a super scientist, as we mentioned. Right, right. Which yeah. uh, really rubs Temple the wrong way. Like, oh, yeah. this isn't magic. It's just demented science. Yeah, he wanted magic. Uh, uh-oh. And he looks at a book of this and his hands also, it's bad money, except it's bad book. <laughs> and it hurts his hands. Yeah, and he screams okay. at them. Yeah, I thought this is where he died. But no, I guess he died when he was strangled. I, I could be in, one of those might be deleted. Yeah, I might be getting confused with that because it includes dele- the game includes deleted scenes and deleted scenes are not included. Oh, so it is. Uh, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but you can go to the operating table. This is one of my favorite. I mean, obviously, MVP is the uh, is, is, is the skeleton on the organ. Uh, but this one, you know, a phantom appears. He's missing the top of his head and he mm-hmm. reaches down into a bucket of brains to find his brain and put it back in. <laughs> Yeah, just, like, it, it is such like 101 level like green screen special effect it's very very uh the goofiness of this it's very spooky scary skeletons uh in a, in a really good way yeah you know? uh but then you look through the microscope so this is the one that is the infamous puzzle that i had heard about so much yeah and the reason why this is one of those things that it like raises all those interesting kind of questions and issues about uh, designing your game for the future. Yes. You know, like this, like Y2K kind of stuff, mm-hmm. because this is the first uh, of a game where you're playing against an AI. Yeah. In this. Um, it's very similar to Reversi, where you have blue and green gobs of goo. Yeah, this is a gob of goo. A, a, a uh, gob of goo. Uh, this game is also called Infection. Um, or attacks. Yes. Attacks is uh, is like the the the, uh, the arcade game that this is based yeah. off of. Um, and the issue is that the AI is tied to your processor speed. So it will always pause for a certain. Um, it'll always calculate its move for a certain uh, duration of time. 
But as as processors, it's like get a certain faster, number of ticks. Yeah, it's yeah. like a certain number of ticks of the game. And as your processor can make it go through more ticks, <laughs> it's processing more quickly and more completely. And it's looking uh, for more and more moves ahead. So it looks uh, effectively makes the perfect move. Right. Uh, in this. So you have to make the perfect move mm-hmm. every t- time or you cannot beat this. Right, right. Um, This is a terribly designed puzzle not just because of that but like Mm -hmm. having a puzzle that is uh you know i think that like the seventh guest really kind of thrives on being able to bypass yeah portions of it in game and out of game Mm -hmm. you know um and uh the second game makes that very easy to do which i think i applaud it for right Mm -hmm. like you can make your weird little game boy pocket just solve the puzzle for you i I mean kind of I mean, so, so so like like in this one, um, you know, there's only one of these where you're playing against the AI. Um, the, the and the next one, there's tons. And like in the, in the yeah. Set, yeah, it, it like it is always one of these AI puzzles like that that caps things off. If you ask your little AI assistant to to do the next move, there's no guarantee that it's gonna it's gonna win. And it doesn't do the a good move. That's I mean, it, like it will do a good move, but it won't do the right move to win. So like that, the, that's the, the, the puzzle, the puzzle that made me stop playing that game. Thankfully, it was toward the end. So I got to see a lot of this. Um, I was just kind of like, fuck this. I'm just going to, you know, go through all the interface tacks of making it do the making it do the next move for me. Um, and it still resulted in me losing. And I was like, well, um, Gary said he wasn't going to beat it. So neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give you permission. I did not. Uh, I did not know that. I thought it would it would win for you. No um that's uh that's very bad yes um the uh so yeah this sucks yep. like they've, they've kind of um fixed it i think in later versions where it doesn't isn't tied to your processor speed yeah they, so like it's they... possible to do it because i i did it and i don't think i'm that great at attacks right right you know i didn't play perfect attacks but i managed to beat it As, um yeah they they, but... they they figured out figured out a way to artificially limit the uh the, the processor speed but that's why this puzzle is not present in the ios version because they couldn't figure out um how to do that kind of limiting on, on ios on ipad yeah and such. yeah 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 uh this is the puzzle that you can buy as a standalone game for 99 cents um and it's fun i, I like mm-hmm. this puzzle quite a bit yeah i can see it with like properly tuned ai yes and they give you they give you a slider uh from like yeah. simple to complex yeah and, and it, has, it has stealth taunting you as well which is good yeah anything with uh with with stuff give me more stuff <laughs> love the stuff um we can now next can move into the toy room, which feels like a long time to get to a toy room in this mansion. I know, right? Um, your time to toy room is very high. <laughs> um, and the, the toys, mo- shadows are moving. Um, there are like children wailing for their parents. This is where Stealth has uh, put the spirits of the kids he killed through viruses. Yes. Because he's gathering souls for a demon. Spoiler. Right. Yeah. That's uh, he, he is trying to appease his master. He's trying to appease the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there is a puzzle box on the table. Um, and I hate this puzzle, Gary. This is really frustrating. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. Like it's like, so it's, uh, you can affect each column in a row when you do, it causes the cards on it to flip. Um, but it is this, this is the one where, um, cause I, I played this with the, uh, with the 11th hour. So a couple of these puzzles got mixed up. Yeah. This is the one where it pulls something from off the board. Right. Cut. Like it, it like rotates, like you're supposed to kind of imagine it's almost like a ribbon on each yeah. one but part of the ribbon is not is off the board so so picture like like a like a three by three grid and you know the the upper left uh tile is number one then proceeds across two three the second row begins four five six um the fifth row seven eight nine when you 
when, when you affect one of the uh one of the tiles it will flip around and the 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 one <laughs> sorry uh like picture one will move to picture two to picture three to picture four etc and you increment and decrement them um by rows um, yeah other you know ro like rows or columns uh, if it had a static starting position, this would be fine. However, what happens is the, they're randomized and there are, I think, roughly like 50% of the of the configurations you can get in the randomizer are not solvable. because They do that, that in the second one as well. Yeah. The, the, where they the, do a sliding block puzzle with an abstract pattern. Fuck yes. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fuck you, Stout. Yeah. So and trilobite. The, 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 the rules are incredibly complicated, at least in terms of like you know abstracting it in your head and modeling it. Um mm -hmm. additionally, you can only affect, you know, a whole row or column at once. So like there is really like there is an algorithm. It feels weirdly like trying to solve a 3D Rubik's Cube in 2D space. Yeah, Rubik's Cube was the comparison I was going to make. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Um really frustrating and dumb. Like I get that the, near the end of the game, so they're trying to up the challenge. So they have yeah. like the laboratory puzzle and this one, um, but yeah, I don't know. But just like the like the, 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 the the random starting spot, like if you if yeah. you can't be assured, if you don't have a way to check before you display the starting configuration to check if it is uh, solvable, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, because, and it, and like, so far, everything else has been deterministic aside from the microscope puzzle, and I'm going to blame myself and continue going on this, trying to figure it out without restarting it. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. Super yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Um, dislike this puzzle. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, you get this scene with Temple talking to Eleanor, wondering why the doll room would be locked. Eleanor recognizes some of the voices from her childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hmm. Mm. Um, and these dolls contain the spirit, as we mentioned, spirits of the children. There must be one more child coming. The last guest. Pretty big uh, leap to take. <laughs> yeah, Temple has figured it out. Yeah. Finally. Uh, and he's seen the last guest. It must have been Tad. Ooh. <laughs> get, yep. get that boy. Tad's, um, Tad's about. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so kind of the final puzzle, the last place you needed to go to before the end game. Um, or the final set of puzzles, rather, uh, is the dollhouse. You examine the dollhouse, and then you <laughs> shrink down and go into the front door. If it wasn't obvious that you were incorporeal before, you get in, and a phantom dog barks at you from a toy box? Yep. Good. Ugh. Like dog. Um, and if you go into the toy box... Back guess to the library. Guess what? Yep. And you're pretty far away from the library right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, pretty obnoxious yeah. there. Uh there's a puzzle here in this dresser drawer with this nine uh, alphabet alphabet blocks in a grid. Yeah, where you had to you had to make it spell a word by it's, following the same rules as the the flip puzzle, but it's a little bit easier because there are letters, right? And you right. you know what you're going for at the very least. Mm -hmm. uh, however, when I see them in a grid, I think it's going to be crossword rules, and it has to spell uh, valid words up and down as well as side to side. No, you're just spelling a simple um, a simple Sen uh, sentence sentence, yeah. and that yeah. sentence. Get boy, Tad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, I love to get boy, Tad. I love. I love when Tim and Eric like, you know, consult on these games. <laughs> like, uh, John C. Riley slurring. Get boy, Tad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, boy, yeah. So you, yeah, we, that that has spelled out the goal of yeah. getting boy, Tad. Yes. Um, we hear a kid trying crying. Is it Tad? 
Mm-hmm. And we see what looks like stealth, and we're moving to the, the final section here. Yes, the final section with uh, one of my least favorite things in games, actually. Yeah, this is this is rough. <sighs> so you walk into the foyer, uh, and you can examine the marble floor, um, and it turns into a, <laughs> a, por- a, a portal to the portrait room. Um, and uh, you hear some people saying, I've seen this room before, I know it. Strange paintings, sick! Yeah, sick. <laughs> um, so we're going to the portrait room here. Yeah, uh, and you can you can by clicking you know just kind of manhole wise you can you can click on the paintings to make them smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. There's a little boy who shows you his uh, his vampire fangs. One, yeah. one of the portraits of, is of Fat Man, is of the composer. Yeah, George Singer has a, a cameo in both these games, <laughs> which I like. Yeah, so. uh, but there's a portrait of Stauff. Um, you know, and he gives you the rhyme like, "Oh, all the king's horses, all the king's men." Um, and this is a three by three grid. It is just like the coffin closing puzzle from the crypt, except there are multiple. There, there's one more state, so it's not just open and closed. There is a regular staff. There is a red devil staff, and then there's reptilian green devil staff. Yes, yeah. comes in three flavors: <laughs> stealth dry, <laughs> stealth light, and, uh, um, and uh, this is really obnoxious. Uh-huh. It's, by adding a third state to that kind of, you know, a little bit like lights out mm-hmm. thing, pretty obnoxious. It's not yeah. like dimmer switch. That's not the name <laughs> of the game. You know, like it, like it, it fucks it up. Yeah. Dislike. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, I oh. do. What, what I do like when you, uh, <laughs> when you finish this, uh, it kind of looks like a big demon staff is pressing out from the backside of the painting to like snap at you. Yeah. Uh, that would have impressed me. If I played yeah. it when it came out. Scared us out. Um, we can now head into the music room. Um, there's a plant there uh, and it grows up to the ceiling. And you've got in the notes that this has to be a Maniac Mansion reference. Like likely the, yeah. uh, the I read a bunch of interviews from these dudes and they never mention anything. Right. You know, like that. But like, it's kind of weird because, you know, I don't want to say that this was hubristic because, again, it was this ridiculous hit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but usually when I read interviews from developers, they talk about games they like. Yes. And this just kind of said, like, Games Magazine and Twin Peaks, but they never mm. reference another video game. Yeah. You know, contrast with the Doom guys, you know, if you read Masters of Doom, like, constantly talking about how much they love, you know, playing Nintendo games and arcade yeah. games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's, like, none of that in this. Yeah. Weird. And it just, yep. I, I, I cannot see, I mean, may, maybe it was an accident, accidental Maniac Mansion reference, but mm. yeah. Uh, this has my least favorite puzzle. Um, yeah. It is ridiculously bad because it's not a fucking puzzle. It is just an attention tax. So you sit down no. at the piano. Um, yep. <laughs> Stauff has, has made himself a Stauffway instead of yeah. a Steinway. <laughs> I got laughed the same out loud at that. everything. Yeah, it's really good. Like, I think it's very funny. Yeah. Um, and so you sit down and you see a key to press and you hear a note. And then Tad says, oh, it's just like when I played Follow the Leader. Um, and so yeah. it, it's like Simon, except with two octaves worth of input that you can give. Yes. Um, and, um, the thing is it'll play the note and it'll play, you know, you play the note and then you play two notes. This is an 18 note melody it's having you do. Mm-hmm. And if you fuck up, it goes back to one note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not just that you're playing what 18 exclamation mark, um, uh, notes so summing one plus two plus three you know all of that 171 keystrokes that you have to get exactly right if you fuck up you're doing it over again yes uh so not a puzzle nope 
you know, just a memory tax. And when I talk about that excessiveness, <laughs> right? Like, what if this was a five note? Yeah. Pattern. You know, maybe not five. Like, five might be a little bit easy, but like nine. Mm-hmm. You know, nine's all right. Yeah. Um, I just ended up writing them down and just kind of like doing it. And I did that alarmingly easy. Like, as soon as I remembered what this was mm-hmm. or figured out what this was, I never got this far when I was a kid. Right, right. As soon as I figured out what this was, I immediately was just like got out a notepad. Right. And just wrote down the notes because I was like, this is dumb. And yeah. it just ended up being this chore, you know, that I did. Yeah. On the South Y stuff way. For me, like I tried doing that. Like I, I pulled up an image of the solution, but like there's something about, I don't know, like I, I don't visually interpret a keyboard. I do it by feel, mm. you know, so I would just like accidentally press a C instead of a B. And guess what? You're fucked. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, what, it sucks. What, what I ended up doing was I cut little strips of post-it note and I, on my screen like if 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 there was like if this was a valid key that i could hit i put it i i attached it there letting me know like yes this is inbounds for the key or whatever Mm. um yeah no good yeah pretty very bad and like you know not uh not a puzzle right so you know by by no means does this count Mm -hmm. as such so very frustrating um you know, not i don't know if it's quite like my least favorite thing in it like I don't like it. It just ended up being very task-like. It was easy for me to, to, uh, you know, notate, you know, middle C Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. and just do them in order. It just ended up being boring more than anything. If I had to do it more than once, Mm -hmm. I would have been very annoyed. No, I had to do it multiple times because I just kept making dumb mistakes. And like, I don't know, maybe, maybe just restart where you were at, you know, don't make, don't go back to the beginning. Make make a make a back button, yeah. which would solve so much of this anyway. Yeah, you know, so <sighs> pretty frustrating. <laughs> so yeah. when you finish this, you get a shockingly violent scene. So Dutton, Tad, and James and Burden appear. Dutton is holding Tad hostage. James pulls Tad away from him, and then Dutton pulls his dagger slash short sword, um, <laughs> which mm-hmm. James then grabs and then stabs Dutton about nine times very quickly. If we get, we're in the Phantasmagoria zone now. Yes. Like, now it is violent. He, he, he <laughs> ventilates Dutton's chest cavity. Yeah. Like, it's Prior fucking this, It was a skeleton. It was a Halloween decorations <laughs> yeah. exclusively. Now we're in the violent zone. Yeah. Now it's Mortal Kombat fatalities, quite literally, <laughs> uh, in a minute. Um, so there's this uh, heading up to the attic, which we ultimately need to get. There's this door knocker on the attic door, shaped like a demon, with a pentagram for a forehead and all these daggers at intersections. And you have to make uh, this is like a little like Chinese checkers. Yeah, yeah. Got to make the, the jumps uh, and remove all but one of the uh, one of the daggers. Yeah. Very, uh, very uh, a cracker barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, you get up to the attic, uh, but you can't leave. Because there's this phantom Cerberus. Good. <laughs> uh, the door is boarded over. Fine. Yeah. Um, and there are the four kinds of windows. Um, any direction you move from a particular type of window sets that window's move. Yeah. There's, so there's it's like it's like a little like like model. doll dollhouse uh, skyscraper yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so you have to program kind of your directions. Yeah. This is this is fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. Well. I, I, I like. So you're just kind of like well, once I figured out that you were just like program like it was like programming. I was like okay mm-hmm. yeah cool good yeah. Just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, along comes Tad. Stumbles into the room. Uh, he's distracted by Eleanor's head begging for help from atop <laughs> from a, a mannequin. Right. So again, we are in the we're fully in the fatality zone now. Right. We're in the Phantasmagora zone. <laughs> um, Heine gets behind Tad and grabs him. Everyone wants the Tad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, when you open up this chest in the attic, a skeleton builds itself, points to the door, <laughs> and then falls back. apart. So, like, the tonal whiplash here is mon- monumental. Right. <laughs> um, um, I, I mean, nowhere near it, uh, the tonal whiplash of the of the second game. No, 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 no. That's, yeah, that's yeah. never, never in any gear for long enough to get... <laughs> You know, anything. You're getting right. used to it. You're just vibrating. Yeah. So, um, so you go to the back of the attic um, and you see uh, Tad is just kind of standing there bouncing to some music that you can't hear, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you and you and you hear Heidi murdering, murdering somebody. Um, mm. <laughs> it's not murdering Tad because that happens later. Um, and then you're you're looking at this and you realize, oh, you're caught in a loop. You've, you, you are trying to help yourself, Tad, over and over again. Yes. So what happened in the story of this is that Stauff, uh got these, uh, invited these people who he thought would do shitty mm-hmm. because they're tempted by evil, like right. he was, um, knew that a kid would try to sneak in. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the Tad is constant. Yes. And then in extricating Tad's soul, something fucked up. Right, right. And stuck everyone in a loop where their ghost and Stauff and Tad all replay this night over and over. Right. And you, as Tad's ego, is there to try to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. So he never actually got Tad's soul, because if he did, you know, demons would get what they wanted and right, right. Stauff would become super Stauff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, So this is you trying to break that cycle because something went wrong with the soul transference <laughs> or something like to that effect. Yeah. So you go into the into the back of the attic. You know, it's a spooky, broken down room. With these two windows, um, Heine brings uh, Tad in uh, for Stauff, who's kind of sitting in this wheelchair, demands her wish, like, oh, I want to be beautiful. So he vomits acid beneath her and she falls through it like a portal. <laughs> he literally turns into, like, he reptile yeah. from Mortal Kombat. He goes, what? <laughs> Smiles <laughs> and goes, <laughs> like, like green, green screen goo flies out. It's amazing. Yep. Like, it's very good. Yeah. Um, and also just like what a Faustian genius uh, to let somebody somebody finally get there, you know, oh, like what what a what a, a genius a wish master here who oh you'll get your wish. <laughs> you know <laughs> like doesn't turn her into a statue. He he doesn't, doesn't even like do like a Freddy Krueger and they're like, Oh, you need some exfoliation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's nothing. It's just like on one side of the Faustian bargain. Or like the wish, you know, because that's mm-hmm. essentially what it is. Like the idea being is that like, yeah. oh, you'll get what you want, but you don't want it. So you're like, I wish, you know, I wish to see no enemies before me. And it's like, oh, you get struck blind, right? right like right. that kind of thing. Instead, he just spits acid at her. <laughs> <laughs> He's on, getting impatient. Stop. He's got what he wants. He's got the last kid so he can see yeah. his deal. Whatever Tad's about, I get impatient. <laughs> I can't handle Tad exposure. No. You know, too much Tad. TMT. <laughs> um, Dynamite. Dude, <laughs> it's too much Tad. He's. <laughs> Oh, white. Um, <laughs> uh, so Stealth wraps uh, Tad in uh, this tong. In his, in, in his tongue. Like he, he reptiles him. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pulls, pulls him back. Um, and you can't do anything to help him. It's like, well, you, and you, you're, you're struggling. Like, I can't, you can't have him. You know, you can't you have can, me. You can't have me. Um, yep. and, and I guess just distracting Stauff just is, yeah. is, is, is all that it takes because Stauff's phantom turned into a skeleton. Um, and then he, yep. he, then he falls, he, he falls through this red, you know, portal in the floor. Yep. So now he can hear you cause Stove can, can see the ego. Right. Apparently. Um, and then, uh, then, you know, as a kid, you're like, you saved me. 
or Tad as a Tad. Mm -hmm. uh, you say to me, it's all been changed now, now and, and then the eagle voice goes forever. <laughs> so <laughs> then, the, uh, then the game ends. Yes. And the game ends with, you know, closing the book on the seventh guest of volume one. Uh, <laughs> and then we see the credits with photos of the staff, uh, including some of the wackiest haircuts you've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's the seventh guest, which like, boy, it is, it, I in no universe would I recommend it. Mm -hmm. uh, judging on the balance, I do kind of like it. Mm -hmm. There are enough good puzzles and enough fun wackiness. Like the real good wackiness happens with the like goofy skulls and stuff. Yeah. Like the just, you know, bad actors talking to each other without charisma stuff is mm -hmm. how the game begins. Yeah. Like you kind of have to give it a minute. Yeah. For for the the goofiness of the story to actually get good, I think. Mm -hmm. But once it does, like the seventh guest is all right, you know, undeniably important, uh, kind of fun, yeah, as a thing. Also, pretty frustrating, and you know, there's this weird feeling for something that has all this money put into the visual effects and such. Feeling, you know, just borrowing all their puzzles from you know classic games things. There's something about it that feels cheap. Yeah, it feels very game. chintzy. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, uh, you know, just again, impossible to recommend now, but yeah. not uh, without any charm, which is like a good segue to the 11th hour, <laughs> which is not without any charm, but is somehow so much worse. Yeah, it's it's it, it, I don't know. It, it, it's a good object lesson because they are so similar, but they are different in ways that like just are not tenable. I gotta take a step. I can't sing a song this minimal groove. I can't get away from the singular facts. Yeah, I can't take a breath without seeing Mr. Death. I can't take a bath. So the 11th hour, they started developing it just kind of like right, you know, as the as the first game was going. Like they recognized like, oh, yeah, there are like market forces that are going to draw us here. Uh, it was delayed a little bit, but it came out in 1995. Uh, still really close. Um, mm -hmm. It was it was an extremely fast follow as games went uh, kind of back in the day, published by the same people, um, developed by the same people. And like we said, it, it, it makes sense to talk about these together because it's pretty illustrative. I'm not sure exactly of what. Maybe we can <laughs> we, uh, we can discern. So so one thing I would say like um is of exactly how brief the window is for this type of yeah. game. Like the fact that uh the seventh guest was considered to be a landmark and won award, you know, accolades. Yeah. Right? Like huge sales, but also critical acclaim. Right. The eleventh hour didn't get that. Mm -hmm. And the eleventh hour is not thought of as particularly good. Um it is illustrative of uh, how poorly dated this kind of, you know, the Phantasmagora zone mm -hmm. is uh, in terms of like treatment. So kind of spooky skeletons mm -hmm. and, and stuff dancing and uh, the, the camp mm -hmm. of the first game aged better than the Lorenzo Lamas TV movie <laughs> um, kind of aspect of this. Yeah. Right? Like, the hour long episode of renegade. Yep. The, 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 this is <laughs> fucking <laughs> renegade. <laughs> yeah, like, um, you know, 
So I think it, it's illustrative of that. Yeah. And then the ways that this is worse as a puzzle game, like as a video game, are very illustrative because yeah. it's a way of expanding on the original concepts and the original kind of bounding box in a way that is purely subtractive. Yeah. And, um, and, and also feels like re reactive to like uh, to some of the initial responses to games that were like this. Yes. Uh, an observation that I that, that I can, came across was that the reliance on these adversarial AI puzzles um, and randomized puzzles, uh, there are a lot more mm -hmm. of these here, it feels like they looked at criticisms of Myst or even criticisms of um, of the Seventh Guest and saw like, oh, you can just like look up the solution and be finished with this game in like five minutes yes. or whatever, right? Here, they said, all right, well, let's make a game that is not walkthroughable. Um, yeah. And by hitting by, by by going to access with these riddles and by relying on these randomized puzzles with AI with AI elements, they they achieved that kind of. Uh, but ultimately, but it's a goal left you, not worth achieving. No, no. And left left yeah. you with um, an incredibly frustrating product. Yes. The idea of making your game not walkthroughable uh, is misguided you know, I mean, at its core. I mean, it, like, it feels ridiculously insecure. Um, and yeah. it feels like you are just like, uh, just a fundamental misunderstanding of what makes a game valuable. Yes. It's a fundamental, it's a fundamental, fundamental misunderstanding of value. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, early adventure games and puzzle games oftentimes would make, uh, they make their games very difficult in order to sell hint books yeah. or power, uh, drive a hint line. Like we, you know, we talked about that before we talked about adventure games and mm -hmm. stuff. And that was kind of an economic reality right. of things at some point, because, you know, that was feasible and doable, you know, maybe to avoid like accusations of that. This is one mm -hmm. way around that. Right, right. Whereas the actual way around it is <laughs> don't ruin the game for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if you don't want to do that, just don't do it. And uh -huh. You know, this it's real weird how this ties into like 2019 arguments and stuff too because yeah. like you know there's the arguments like oh i can't help myself and it's like well, well but just... the, the alternatives to, to <laughs> making the developer make it so you so trap you like that mm -hmm. has never produced something really good right do you know what i mean like it is always going to be up to you whether you utilize a way to get past a game mm -hmm. kind of no matter what and the alternative yeah. is the developer not providing a way to do that mm -hmm. and it doesn't improve an experience. No. Like, and this is a really extreme example of that because this is a really bad game. But the principle was in effect even, you know, again, 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a misguided goal. Like, did they accomplish it? Yes. Was yeah. it worth accomplishing? Not in any universe. Mm -hmm. You know, um, as a, yeah. And a, a, another thing. Uh, so the disintegration of the puzzle uh, of, of the play and the story in the first game was mm -hmm. present, but not necessarily especially jarring there. What you are doing as the main character of this game has nothing at all to do with the story that it's telling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is um, you get to you play a game. This is David Cage. This is you playing Simon while an unrelated movie plays on the screen. Right. This is you playing puzzle games and exploring a mansion to unlock Renegade, the last chapter <laughs> right. on WGN. You know, like it, it is just to get those clips. Right. Um, ridiculous. So very ridiculous. Very misguided. We're, um, we're so going to scoot through this. Like we're, we're going to talk about the generalities and like none of the, not like just the puzzles broadly, but um, 
Just a, yeah, just a minute. We're gonna talk about the types of puzzles, but there are more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an extra type they add, which I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, but the individual puzzles we're not gonna talk about, and many of them are just straight up repeats with minor variations. Yep. Of things from the seventh guest, um, and none of them are wholly original. All of them are Games Magazine. Right. Right. Um, the game ostensibly takes place in the modern day. Mm-hmm. Many decades after the events of the first game, uh, you play as a character named Carl Denning. Uh, a real piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> uh, who is a uh, a television host who is searching for his missing producer, Robin Morales. She ventures into the Stoff Mansion. Uh, you are part of like a, a real life ghost stories, like unsolved mysteries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like mysteries kind of unsolved or something like that. Mysteries unsolved. Or case. Unsolved. I'm into that trope. Yep. <laughs> you know, in Resident Evil Seven or in Bloodlines, uh-huh. like the finding a real haunted house mm-hmm. when you do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm into that. Yeah. But she, your your partner's more of an investigative reporter. Actually. Yeah, she's not like, necessarily a producer. <laughs> no, she she's a gumshoe. Yeah, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the gameplay is identical to the previous game. You're exploring the rooms, you're solving these puzzles. Uh, the new thing uh, that stands as an impediment to you, you're not just solving the uh, puzzles that are presented. You are being texted these riddles from Stauff um these word For, puzzles on your on your game book yeah and like i a... i just so that's new i love the game book oh yeah like i would i would be i wish i want one of these things in real like this was based <laughs> on real like palm top pcs yeah at yeah. the time like the kind of stuff that like lazy game reviews like you know mm-hmm. reviews from time to time yeah um pretty great looking mm-hmm. like i would love to have one of these yeah <laughs> uh, uh these riddles suck uh so picture us uh anything bad we've ever said about the riddler puzzles um in the batman arkham asylum games it's that (laughs) it's so in between uh you kind of have a steady stream of these things Mm -hmm. they give you a phrase um kind of like a crossword clue and you're supposed to find an object in the world right there's no penalty for getting it wrong um you just get taunted a little bit Mm -hmm. um but uh you're supposed to find these things now the way these work as puzzles in the riddler puzzles in batman sometimes they were just like dumb little physics puzzles yeah but they would when they did this, when they referred to a thing in the room, it was, uh, you know, what walks on two legs in the morning, you know, three mm-hmm. legs in the afternoon or, you know, it was that kind of thing. Uh, and then you would find an example of what it meant. Uh, this introduces not always, but introduces anagrams. Mm-hmm. The, the, the vast majority this, of them rely on anagrams. Yes, which yeah. apparently is a way that crossword puzzles happen in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Once cr- you crosswords. It, yeah. Cryptic crosswords. Mm-hmm. Once you introduce an anagram to something, nothing means anything. <laughs> like it's all you know in the sixties Batman show where like, ro- like Batman would solve things. Like the Riddler would say, you know, uh, go go to uh, go to my house, Batman, and Batman would go house, souf, souffle, souffle, <laughs> Gotham, you know, Gotham School of Cooking, cooking. <laughs> Methamphetamines, Breaking Bad on DVD. Let's go. You know, and, <laughs> yeah, that would happen in that show. Yeah, that's what they want you to do in this. Yes, like it is the the lateral thinking involved. I hesitate to call it thinking. Like yeah. I don't even really under like. I find these very frustrating. I know that I am discounting a thing that people do. Like right, like crypto crosswords are a thing. I am people susceptible. Like I'm susceptible to a certain flavor of this. Like I can look at an, at a nonsense sentence and say, "Oh, that that anagrams to something," and then not feel like doing the work to figure it out. <laughs> It's the anagram to it. Even then, you sometimes have to do the extra level of yeah. Well, like what's another word for this? So yeah. It's an anagram, so it, it brings in so so it's anagrams, synonyms, and then uh, there are also some that are just straight up Homonym. encoded. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, just horseshit. Yep. Like, I, I just feel like if you have a puzzle, right, and, like, the idea is if this is, like, a crossword and it's, like, okay, I need to know what they're referring to and I know my, you know, I have my data set of possible answers. In a crossword, it's the the puzzles you've already, the words you've already solved and the, the length of the word. Mm-hmm. Here it is the number of objects in this mansion, mm-hmm. uh, which is also a problem. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But, like, uh, you have your, your constrained data set of responses. It's, like, okay, I have to answer that question. Once you introduce anagrams to something, though, yeah, nothing like, means there anything. Are yeah. An alarming number of words that have multiple anagrams, <laughs> and this is so interpretive as to it being very easy to find things that should make sense, yeah, that don't. Like Doug brought up in in the Slack, he says like every time you know if the, if the clue is about time, you click on every clock in the mansion, yeah, like that's true because it might be about time. Mm-hmm. It might be about a mite. A mite means a bug. A bug mm-hmm. means to bother. Bother sounds like brother. It might be a family portrait. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's all shit like that. And yeah. well, it, it even gets down to like particular breeds of dogs or kinds of flowers too. So you'll find the you'll find the painting, but also need to like find the painting that has that particular dog in it. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 very bad. Yeah, like I'm sure there are people who enjoy. I guess you know this is a thing. People like cryptic crosswords. People do them. I do not get it and think it is very bad. Well, and maybe the the real version of it's a little bit better because part of the problem here is that you have to physically do the interface tax of moving around yeah. to this mansion and it requires a few laps around the mansion to have yeah. an idea of what your data set even is. The the version of this that I like is the one that's in Callahan's Crosstime Saloon. Mm-hmm. You know, where where, mm-hmm. where 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 it is it is the anagrams. Not not the anagrams. Um it, it it is the synonyms and the and the and the homophones. Right. Yes. Like, like the, the, that's that's what I enjoy. The interface tax here is very bad. Additionally, the noise, just the object noise. You know, yes. the, the, the result of that is everything in the in the mansion is clickable and zoominable. Um, sometimes yes. you're going to get cool animations like the bug demon coming out of the toothpaste tube. Right. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, uh, the skeleton screaming in the bathtub full of blood <laughs> into it less into you know at the very least like everything like imagine if they had added the uh, library warps uh-huh to this Ooh. where you're clicking on the wrong riddle yeah. and it puts you in a room yeah oh. i just i i just think once you add like an anagram is its own puzzle once mm-hmm. you start combining them with things it just feels like it makes too many things possible yeah you know like you can eventually get it i'm not saying it's ungettable yeah but I, I i pulled an example that felt especially egregious but one of the clues is just unreasonable reason Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what'll that do? You do, you have to break it into synonyms. So a synonym for unreasonable, crazy, loco. Okay, loco, a reason. Mm-hmm. What's a reason for something? Like a motive, locomotive. So you go, you got to go find a train to click on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like that, that that is pulled from the actual game. Might be intuitive for some people. I I, I would you know defy you to find somebody who would do that and and, and who, who would say yes. That makes perfect sense to me in good faith. And um, that that level of like lateral thinking can also be added to an anagram. Yes. So like it, it doesn't work for the specific one, but like this could be unreasonable. Could the anagram to something which you then mm-hmm. have to or anagram to multiple things. Yeah. Which then you need to find all of the synonyms for. Mm-hmm. You know? um, additionally, so I, I, I like the idea of maybe introducing some variety so it isn't just all logic puzzles, which, you mm-hmm. know, it, a lot of the puzzles in Seventh Guest are. The dose mm-hmm. makes the poison. So yeah. this game is broken down into four chapters. Each chapter has like four or five puzzles in it. Um, some of these chapters, you're doing like 
10 of these little riddles. Yeah. Just following this fetch quest FedEx loop from object to, from object to object. Yeah. Excuse me. I got very mad. Yeah. At these, like, just like, because I would try to do it. I would find something that makes sense. It wasn't the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for reasons that felt arbitrary, I'd look up the solution and every single time I was furious. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine taking this seriously and trying to get through it. Like yeah. I went and watched a walkthrough for part of it after I gave up mm-hmm. and that person, uh, kind of like would talk, he knew the answers right, right? and he would kind of talk his way through the thought process. And sometimes it made sense. Like the, the clue would have art in it. So it's like, Oh, we have to go to the gallery. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would not at all though. It just yeah. have a word. You'd be like, Hmm, let's go to the map. And I'm like, why did you know to go to the map? Yeah. Nothing in that word suggests a fucking map. There's not an A and M, you know, an A and M and a P in there. Like <laughs> map, amp, amplifier, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, loudspeaker. Yeah. Uh, it's Teddy Roosevelt. Right. You know, like just, uh, man, do I hate it? Mm-hmm. I just, I just, uh, such horseshit. Yeah. Uh, made me very mad. The, um, the other thing is the actual puzzles, the shitty puzzles, a lot more of them rely on, pu- on color. Yeah. Um, in a way that I could not tell the difference mm-hmm. between them. Like I just, you know, um, a lot of them are these adversarial things, as we mentioned, where Stauff plays against you and his moves would have like a, a tint to them. Mm-hmm. Like there is a uh, one where you're moving these abject, ab- abstract shapes on a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, his moves would have this like green tint to them yeah. that I could not perceive. <laughs> uh, just kind of period. And it's like, well, you know, I'm not necessarily blaming them in 1995 for not knowing that, but it did just, add to friction in a game that already had a lot of friction. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they must've known they were, what they were doing because there was one puzzle that was just, is this red or green? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I wasn't invented no. after 1995, you no, know? No. Yeah. Um, the story in this is the other thing that, you know, we talked about, you can learn uh, how well this age, it, it is wildly different. Right. Um, Henry Stauff is still the principal antagonist. But it is told in a, you know, an FMV made for TV movie kind of mm-hmm. Phantasmagoria 2 style mm-hmm. um, through a little bit more than an hour of FMV footage that stitches together um, into a movie showing the setup of the game. So yeah. after you solve a puzzle, you can pull out your PDA and watch a clip that lasts anywhere from like a minute to to like seven seconds, mm-hmm. like in tiny little bits. And it is very hard to coherently follow without reviewing every single, you know, every few puzzles. Yeah. At the end of each chapter, when you watch the clip, it will just show you like the 20 minute part of the story that it wanted yes. to show you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it is like made for TV, TV movie. You know, it is super Twin Peaks. Like you're in the small town, like Robin goes to a diner and talks to, you know, to talks to somebody who has a, a, you know, a dark That's and troubled scene. past. Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about that scene when we get to it. Because I, I just, I wanted it to go on forever. Like, I, I wanted I wanted her to tease her about her big city choices for like, you know, because it already goes on for about like 10 minutes. And I wanted yeah. to just continually uh, keep going. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll talk about the plot. That's mostly what we're going to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, kind of high points. And, and some of the visuals are pretty fun. There's a soup yeah. scene that is uh, a fave. Um, the, uh, but uh, not talking about the puzzles, the game itself really really felt like it was the height of you know the perspective of this is that it is the height of ambition yeah um so the uh there's three endings that you have a choice there and the game itself says it is a choice that will make you look inside yourself yeah they've got Um, a real high opinion of it (laughs) drastically overestimating how much i'm going to be invested in these characters in the story (laughs) yeah 
Uh, this game reviewed very poorly, uh, you know, kind of making some similar complaints. So we have said, you know, it's very, you know, way too similar to the seventh gap, but seventh gap, but, uh, but, uh, different in ways that make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, shipped half a million copies, but sold 300,000. Um, so probably made money, you know, you know, in, in some way, shape or form, but not, you know, and it didn't sink the company like clandestine destiny still came out and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it was not, uh, after the seventh guest, you know, they maybe expected it to be huge. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't rebottle the light. So let's uh, let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the introduction to this uh, plays with kind of shockingly bad audio. It's like TV played through one of these postage stamp FMV things. Yeah. Like I was surprised by how bad this sounded to me. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, a man is watching this news reporter. Yeah. This is Carl. Um, and he is uh, uh, looking uh, at this newscast about, uh, you know, this producer who went missing, Robin. Um you know, Carl sent her to go and check out this house, check out the staff mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And here's the doorbell. He gets up uh, and, he, and it's a package uh, being delivered to him. It is the PDA thingy. It is the game book. And he looks at it. There's a video of Robin begging Carl for help. Uh, so yeah. like, hey, please come get me out of the mansion. Yep. Um, so he gets on his motorcycle and rides uh, <laughs> to cool music and stuff again. Very Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> Um, and it flashes back to him and Robin hitting on each other, boning down, and then breaking up. Yeah, so this is yeah. an ex. Yeah. Um, and he's grotesque. Yeah. Uh, Carl is a very bad person. Yeah. Like she, not she's concerned that people good. think that, that she's concerned that people think that uh, she slept her way to the top. And he says, yeah. oh, well, you you did, didn't you? And then says, oh, I hope that if I send you to Harley, you'll become one of those missing people. Like, yeah. Monstrous. Cool. Yeah. yeah cool. Um, protagonist material yeah protagonist material right there this takes place in a town called harley on hudson Mm -hmm. which i've heard about and uh this this game series ends up being the like primary harley on hudson thing i know about (laughs) you know it's very funny i just think of that whenever i think of that town it's just from now on it's like oh that's where the stealth murders were (laughs) um so you start off the, the way it's structured is you know you start with the seventh hour and you're moving towards the 11th hour right you know, uh, so you after you solve your puzzles and riddles, you get to go through the hour. Right. Um, and uh, so the first hour has kind of the, the following movie content, kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, the diner thing is the thing I wanted to talk about where she goes to the diner. And the idea here is that this is a small town diner mm-hmm. um, and she's a big city lady. Yeah. So she does it. She's like, do you guys have anything like an oat bran muffin? Hmm. And the waitress is like, <laughs> we don't need much oat bran around here. Yeah, we don't have that. We have chocolate donuts. <laughs> And then she goes, mm, how about a San Pellegrino? No, she, no, she says, how about a Perrier? Perrier. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the chef, so they're just dunking on her for yeah. <laughs> ordering things they don't have. Yeah. But I just, I really wanted to keep going uh-huh. because they're all being really cruel to her for no reason. Cause she, <laughs> she tried to order an oat, like a bran muffin at our diner. <laughs> yeah. Bran muffin is not fancy. <laughs> like why wasn't this a croissant or sushi <laughs> or something like that? Like yeah. a bran muffin is not, I guess like that was when this was, I was considered health, like super healthy. Yeah, I guess. You know? Oh, I want to have shits good. 
I'm, I'm a health guy. Hey, my Look at this idiot who wants to shit good. My, my shit's late. Can you? Yeah. Can I get a brand muffin? What a fucking moron. You, know? you, <laughs> be, you piece of shit. Yeah. Why get clogged like the rest of us? You know, eat chocolate donuts so you can't shit at all. That's what we do in Harley. <laughs> uh, so. Make a dam the coffee can't get out of. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So after this razzing, uh, you know, Robin asked this uh, this waitress, Eileen, saying like, hey, uh, you know, like, oh, you, you had to run it at the Stav Mansion, didn't you? Um, and the, the, the movie is very, very uh, actively drawing our attention to the fact that she has this prosthetic hand. Yeah. Um, and this causes Eileen to clam up. Ninety uh, percent of this movie is asking about uh, how this lady lost her lost her hand. Right. It's like fucking um, God. What what uh, what is that? The the game. Like, uh, do you remember the night of the storm? Do you know where the sailors hang out? What am I What am I thinking of? Oh, that? you're thinking uh, of Shenmue. Yeah, Shenmue. It's like Shenmue. Like yeah. you just say the same things over and over and over to multiple different people. Yeah. <laughs> there's a There's a redheaded woman named Marie who's doing crimes with uh, with with a hapless buffoon named Chuck. Uh, <laughs> we got Robin who meets the chief of police. Yeah, this they, guy. They, they hit it off. How is this? How is this not uh, like Eric Estrada? Yeah, no, I, like, I, I, it's I, acting, like it feels like they like like get us your most Eric Estrada person that's not get me Eric an Eric Estrada type. Yeah, give me the the non-union. Well, not Mexican equivalent. Yeah, give me the non-union American equivalent of Eric Estrada. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an Anglo Estrada? Por favor. <laughs> one angle of shot please um it is very uh and he's very bad Uh, she's in a field examining a bloody rock the police chief stops her and there's all this back and forth about how he's like oh you're the chief uh that's impressive well not really there's two guys and we're both co-chiefs and i'm like Mm. you guys don't get to just decide to be (laughs) co-chiefs i'm pretty sure that's not how like anything works yeah like you know we share a badge yeah (laughs) i get on mondays wednesdays and fridays (laughs) um like it is uh it's very goofy and there's a lot of back and forth like this character this actor was like finally a role i can chew on (laughs) like i need to know the motivations of jim the police chief i need to really inhabit this role yeah (laughs) so he doesn't believe in the staff stuff and when robin leaves we see a ghostly face appear on the rock i love that rock um so she's gonna go to the doctor because they're trying to find out about this hand it's like well this doctor worked on the hand right right um then it cuts to cuts to robin in the in the basement uh carl is shouting through the pediater um and like saves her from a flipper reaching up out of a pool of acid there's one of these scenes where she's is this where she's sitting on the stairs yeah it looks like her legs fall off yeah like it's just like bodily is one piece like their mannequin legs like (laughs) the resolution and size and just everything being shot when it's extremely dark yeah yeah. just make it very hard to tell what's going on yeah so all of this looks uh different than the seventh guest even the stuff in the mansion like they do have close-ups and they've got master scene and stuff like that like this is shot like a piece of media you've ever seen before Mm -hmm. uh but there's still something like that where the flipper comes up and like i have no idea what's going on because it's too distant and too low res yeah well at dungeons please <laughs> yeah. yeah um the puzzles in this first part are pretty basic like there's a there's a chess puzzle with the knights same thing as before you've got like a like a color sorting thing uh the cash register puzzle um i like that a little bit oh sure yeah where you're adding yeah. uh, you're the, adding the same number to one side and subtracting the same number from the other 
dynamic. Yeah, symmetry and have the keys be symmetrical as well. Yes. Yeah. On the thing, so it's like this double symmetry thing. That's yeah. not so bad. Yep. And fuck the mousetrap puzzle. Again, random yeah. AI stuff. No good. Yep. 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 And it takes forever to watch the mouse move. Yes. Towards the victory hole, as you have in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Um. So uh, this moves us into the eighth hour. um where there are a series of puzzles but really uh specifically that this is around when i quit playing but i did get to go to the bathroom okay uh where you go into the gory bath of full blood with a skeleton bathing in it which doesn't look like it's like this little like missive from the last game Uh uh-huh um i love it like i was just like oh shit there's like a bloody rubber duck across the the way i'm like this is good (laughs) this is is also where you find the toothpaste demon (laughs) yeah toothpaste demon is really good like these guys are great like this is a good room in the eleventh hour. <laughs> yep. Um, wow. One of the puzzles here is especially egregious. It is a sliding tile puzzle with a uh, with a mirror, um, and you're trying to make it so the blotches line up. Yeah, it's an abstract puzzle. Fuck that. Like not knowing the the picture. Like you can screenshot the picture when you first get to it before mm-hmm. it scrambles. Yeah. So you know where you're getting. This is one of them that fifty percent of the time because you're starting the missing tile is randomized. Oh yeah. This is another one where fifty percent of the time it was unsolvable. Oh Jesus. Um, yeah, according to internet research. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, they had not learned their lesson. Bad. Uh, because the first one hadn't come out yet. No. Maybe. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, let's talk about the story for this because it is ridiculous. Yeah. Yep, here it comes. <laughs> um, so uh, you go to the doctor's office uh, to talk to the doctor about Eileen's wound in kind of a weird big empty room. Yeah. This conversation It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor says, you know, the wound is a bloody mess, but everyone knows it's a dog. And then she's like, really? He's like, well, it, maybe it wasn't a dog bite. Why are people <laughs> covering up the story? Yeah. Um, the doctor mentions that a girl named Samantha was in the mansion as well. Oh, yeah. We, we forgot to mention all of this is being watched over by a woman in a wheelchair who is, has yes. got a computer that sees everything through the interface yeah. of the seventh. It's guest. Oracle from Batman. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No, no. So like, hey, you know, somebody else is there. Samantha um cut to robin and chuck uh no no marie and chuck uh mm-hmm. making out by the dam um and she like so in the in the first makeout scene marie uh bit him on the neck um yeah. and this one she pulls out a straight razor and holds it to his neck it's very intense blood play yeah. <laughs> like i get that people there are people who are into blood play and like yeah. cutting and stuff and sex i get that as a like i don't relate to it yeah yeah like but i understand it is a thing yeah but going from a biting, which like, you know, I feel like good sex should have some biting in it yeah. to, to a straight razor. Yeah. It's just a lot, you know, like, a loaded gun. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to shoot your tendon. That's foreplay. And then I'm going to move up to the kneecap for the, like right when you fucking splooge, you know? Yeah. Like right when your hog spits, I'm going to shoot you in the kneecap. <laughs> Chuck. Hey, Gary, can you never say when your hog spits? You know, I can't promise that. Okay. Um, what if that's the password to get you out of, like, a chamber that's, that's filling with that? I said I would never say it. I gave up my hog spitting ways. Oh, Jesus. But, yeah. <laughs> Eileen confronts Marie about this. Which what is, if I had said squeal? Is squeal better? Yeah, that's I like that. I, I think it's worse. But, but anyway. Anyway. Yeah. anyway um, <laughs> uh, Eileen is, you know, confronting Marie about, you know, messing around with Chuck because Chuck's married. 
she might get a reputation. Marie's just a real bad seed, quite literally. Um, it's it's ridiculous because Eileen and Marie look exactly the same age. It's yeah, it's it's very weird. It's bad casting. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I saw that a lot in like nineties. Yeah, yeah, shitty. Yeah. Um. So uh, the, later at the dam, uh, Robin gets spooked by something in the water. Runs to the police chief's house, <laughs> where they go do more fun back and forth, and he gives her a pair of boots. Yeah. Um. She gets a quest item. Uh. Carl spots this bald, bald man reading Marquis de Sade in the library. So uh, some of these characters that Carl sees in the mansion are supposed to be characters from the first game. Yes. I cannot recognize anybody. No, I don't think they're not the same actors or anything. Yeah. Um, so uh, or if, if they are, you can't tell. Right, right. Yeah, but um, then like, oh, yes, I'm just admiring the work that the Marquis is doing. Um, yeah. And then a woman in a this leather in a leather BDSM dress comes out. She's yep. holding a tray and she's got a, a dog on a chain. Yeah, that's very good so far. Yeah, yes. Okay, so the, the, the dom looks down and tells the dog to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. And so instead, instead of barking, the dog heads morphs into that of a bald man. Yes. Um, and goes, oh, like in a man's voice. Uh, and yes. then she turns into a reptile devil woman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm good. into it. It's so good. This is good to me. Um, <laughs> this is good to me. <laughs> yeah. Like I am into it. Uh, and Chuck murders somebody in a field. Chuck is a bad seed. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, and that's that's how we got through that. There's that, you know, we kind of talked about the puzzles are worth talking about yeah. in that section. She moves on to the ninth hour. Um, there are more puzzles. Um, this is where I stopped playing the game. Okay. Um, I watched cutscenes, but I was like, there's some, yeah, I was like, I can't force my way through these, pu- these color puzzles anymore. No, and I no. hate these riddles too much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, Samantha, who we talked about, uh, is navigating the house by playing the seventh guest, which I think is kind of clever. And you, yeah. you find copies of the seventh guest, seventh guest, like scattered over the mansion. Yeah. I like I, that. I like the idea yeah, that Stalf is in the real world and he's made this, you know, he's made this game because games are toys and et cetera. Exactly. Well, I'm into it. Like, I wish that, you know, I wish Stalf was real. <laughs> um, so, 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 there, I said it. I've been to get it all episode. <laughs> There it is. Um, so knocks on the door. Robin's shown up to talk to us about Samantha's experience at the Stealth Mansion. And Samantha is resisting. She doesn't want to do it. Right, right. No. Uh, cut to Carl. <laughs> He's gotten into mm-hmm. the attic and he finds a ghost of a woman asking where Eileen is. This is a young uh, Samantha. Um, yes. Yeah. Elsewhere, no. Chuck unloads the body from the trunk and carries it to the Stealth Mansion. So uh, Marie is linked to Stealth and she is getting Carl to go and do these uh, heinous things, bringing meat and such. Yes, to Stow. Yes. Um, Samantha eventually goes to Robin's hotel and re- you know relents and and starts telling the truth of what happened in the night. Uh, she and Eileen were in the house, went to the house to find Peter and Charlie, these boys who had disappeared. And then, like, here's the the part where it's like, okay, fantasma, uh, yeah, like yeah. you know, okay, um, where Samantha and Eileen say that they were sexually assaulted by the house. Yes, um, Stow has merged with the house. He's a house Stow, and they sexually assaulted them and got them pregnant. Um, so like, what is this fear three? Yeah. Like what, what is, what is happening with this? You know, <laughs> and, and, I mean, and it's delivered just with, with, like with no, I mean, so in the previous game, we were talking about, you know, spooky skeletons and bathtubs or what have you here, here we've got, we, we, this is, yeah, we have, we, we, we've, we've got supernatural sex, sexual assault and botched abortions. Yes. It, it is up to the NC 17 level yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just, you know, uh, throwing the word rape around was like a lot more of a thing, yeah. obviously in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. but this is still like, it's not 
thrown around, it's still this is meant this is played for pathos. This is meant as high drama. This is meant as high drama. And I'm not saying that they should have made it goofy. No. Right? Like I, I don't know. I mean, they shouldn't have done it at all. There's not really a way forward for this. No. It's this weird thing where it's just like really misguided. And like if you wanted to have the house be like a creature that's merged with self or something like that mm-hmm. and got her pregnant. Uh, I would have just made it an immaculate conception. Yep. If that needed to happen for the plot, like I understand mm-hmm. this is edgier. Yeah. But boy, does it just like it would have aged it better. Me- it would have aged better. It just makes it too. This is too mechanical and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just uh, there's no way this would have worked. Yeah. You know, it's just very fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, so. And not good. And just really jarring too, because mm-hmm. even in this game, things have been goofier than this. Yes. Like it's been more serious, but. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not this serious. Yeah. No. Um, But yeah, they both got pregnant as a result of this. Samantha. Well, I mean, just the adultness of it. Samantha got her abortion in a back alley, which is why she's in a wheelchair. Yeah. There was, she's like, I would have rather died. I'm happy to never walk again rather than have that house's baby. Yes. Rather than, than to have given birth to Marie. Yeah. To, to, you know, so like it's not only is it about, you know, is it bringing in sexual assault, which is very adult. It's like, hey, kids, like in the sequel to The Seventh Guest. Yeah. You know, remember Stauf, who's evil, rich and mean or whatever? Mm-hmm. In the sequel, there's a botched abortion subplot. Yep. That took away a woman's ability to walk. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Good God. Uh. <sighs> Yeah, I don't think you get botched abortions in uh, fiction, you know. I mean, in, in video game fiction. Yeah, video game fiction, regular fiction. You don't get regular abortions very often in video games. Yeah, you know. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you know, so Marie, uh, the you know the redheaded woman who's telling telling Chuck to go kill people, uh, you know, is the is the offspring of the house of the house staff. Yeah, house staff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, she's she's evil because she's her dad is house staff. Yes. So back in the house, you know, Carl's walking around. He thinks it stinks. You know, like, ah, oh, gosh, this house stinks. Yeah. Um, and Stauff chimes in like, ah, yes, just like the dead raccoon you found, your dad found. Yeah, I th- I felt like this was him. It was kind of like a Pennywise move. A little bit. To, like, remind him of, like, his childhood. You yeah. know something about his childhood. Mm-hmm. And, and Stauff does that, like, uh, a lot to uh, Robin later on. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, it's kind of his move is to get into their head. Um, burden kind of like beckons him into, uh, into her bedroom to seduce him, um, saying like, Oh, do you have a part in my play? Um, but then she fades away into film grain. Yeah. Spooky, spooky ghost sex. Yeah. Um, Robin goes back to Eileen and confronts her with Samantha's story. Eileen still denies it and tells Robin to investigate the house for herself. Right. Uh, Robin's at the diner and she hears this kind of the setup. Right. So knowing, uh, yes, a new victim is coming. Yep. Yeah. Uh, here it is very clear where you stop playing the puzzles because <laughs> you end mid sentence. Uh, <laughs> like, like in the in the tenth hour, you end mid sentence. It goes like <laughs> bishop's puzzle, furniture puzzle, trilobite game colon, and then nothing. <laughs> so that's where you stop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No. The 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 part that made me stop. So the you know in the in the tenth hour, you've got the. Uh, um, uh, the trilobite game, you go into the dining room, there's a, there's another cake there that shaped like a trilobite. Um, it is an expanded grid connect four against a computer that always makes the perfect move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that. Big no thanks. Mm-hmm. Big no thanks. 
Yeah. Um, Marie tells, uh, so in the movie, Marie tells Chuck to murder Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he agrees because he's afraid of Stauff. He goes to Robin's hotel room and stabs the police chief instead. Um, this is a really goofy scene where there's like the, him like wrapping him up in a sheet yep. and stuff and kind of trying to hide him and everything. It's really goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why Robert Robin's in the shower. Uh, so Robin, of course, fucked the police chief. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, of course she did. Um, so he gathers the chief and all his things and leaves. Chuck goes to the house. He's failed Stauff. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite scene in the game. And I just it's at the it's after the like right after the botched abortion dialogue. Yeah. Right. Like. Oh. This is tonally like when I said it's vibrating, like it is switching back and forth between tones so quickly that you never establish one. No, no. You know, because the, there's a ghostly woman in style from the kitchen and a skeleton in a soup made of blood. And they start making puns about cooking chuck alive. Yeah. How about a chuck roast? And then somebody yeah. like tries how to one up and say, how about chuck? A, a chuck steak? Like, yeah. like you're just saying yeah. the same thing. It's all beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if, if I said, oh, they're going to turn him into a chuck roast. And then you said, or a chuck steak. I'd say, Gary, you didn't add anything. Propane mania. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even be that, right? I think yeah. he's, I don't know if he says chuck steak. I think he might say ground chuck. Okay. Which I think that's, the, that's you know. They, they do all three of them. Is, yeah. is, is, but, is well, the then, then the soup comes in. The soup yeah. has a as a vote. The, the, the soup the, <laughs> the soup, soup reveals two thirds of a vote. <laughs> the soup the, the, reveals itself. Like the like the like the yeah. soup is just a big a big boiling cauldron, and then just yep. the skull appears out of it, made of the blood soup, and says, "Chuck him into the soup." <laughs> you love it. Like it. It is uh, the fact that the, the soup American gets a say in this. I'm really really into. Like I just I when this ha- and it just. It is so all over the fucking place, man. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, because I, I think of Stauff as this, like, kind of, you know, Harlequin figure making these jokes and stuff. Uh-huh. And, of course, like, a Harlequin figure making a soup, you might make a Harlequin soup. Uh-huh. You know, it makes sense to me. But, like, I just, uh, <laughs> the other stuff is the stuff that doesn't fit. I wish this whole thing was these kind of production values. Yeah. But it was all these, like, dumbass puns and shit. Yeah. Just, just, just CGI just, soups. Yeah. Just, just, just cut the botched abortions and then give me yeah. more soup. <laughs> yeah. It's, a uh, you know, the 13th soup. Yeah, like, I don't, don't want to make wanna, the sequel more about soup. I don't want a cup of this soup. I want a bowl. Yeah, give me a bread bowl of this fucking soup. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just, yeah. just the skeleton face. Chuck him into the soup. <laughs> and, and also, that's very self-serving of the yeah. soup. Like, I like how he's voting. For, he's like self-advocating, yeah. which I really like. Because if you don't advocate for yourself, no one else is going right. to. You know, and I learned that from soup. <laughs> <laughs> um such, such a miracle scene and if, if you don't want if people don't watch anything from this like please watch that yeah uh it's really good if you just put in like 11th hour soup i bet you it shows up so it's not just an italian funeral tradition anymore uh, so uh anywho anyway robin has yeah. gotten into the house this again this is before carl had gotten here um all of this is just disconnected flashback she's wandering the house uh, you know samantha is saying like oh no don't 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 do it don't go in um and staff is kind of tormenting robin like oh i know you're afraid of cats so i'm going to show you this bobcat running after you yeah uh, the house has got her yeah an advanced form of a cat and <laughs> um, we've now moved on to the 11th hour Mm-hmm. Um, in Knox's room, this well-dressed man taunts Carl before his head explodes. <laughs> it is the cheapest. Like it makes scanners yeah. look like fucking Inception. Like, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's very Tim and Eric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Robin again is wandering around. She picks up a devilish doll. She picks up a doll and it grows, it grows like devil fangs and stuff and talks to her. Uh, mm. But then Stauff himself appears um, and makes an offer saying like, hey, uh, you know, I, I, I used to be a man. I built this house, uh, but the house, you know, needs to be and or in order for the house to be, it needs to eat. So I've been bringing people in. All these murders have been me feeding bodies and souls so that house can sustain itself. Um, yes. you know, I'm going to make you an offer. Um, you know, do you want power? Everybody wants something and eventually settles on offering her, um, her own television network. Samantha right. tries to get Carl to interrupt this. So now we're, we, you know, we're caught up, uh, saying like, Hey, interrupter. I love the power move. Stout says, ignore that. That's an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> As Carl's that's, yelling. That's actually very great. Yeah. You know, cause he, his house, you know, yeah. nothing's what it seems uh-huh. in here. That's very clever. Yeah. Super good. um so that's why samantha sent carl the game book right you know thinking he could defeat house um you do a final versus game of go in the bathroom of a dollhouse cool um carl goes the temple's room remember temple Mm -hmm. stealth appears uh for the uh let's let's make a game of let's make a real deal (sighs) yep um so uh in this he makes the choice he pays to see what's (laughs) behind door number two Mm-hmm. It's a big TV screen with Marie on it. Or with uh, with Samantha. Samantha, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, he pays to uh, see door number one. That's Marie offered mm-hmm. up sexually. So Marie would fuck him. Yeah. The, it's like the demon any, lady. anytime, anywhere you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anywhere, yep. any place. Okay. Yep. Any demon sex leave you want. Like yeah. you will get HJs in a theater. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, uh, door, uh, door number three has Robin. Yeah. Um, each of them make their case on why you should choose them. Right. Um, and this is the thing that will make you look inside yourself. Yes. It is uh, choosing like it. which girl to have be your prize. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thumbs up. Yeah, cool. And we should, and we should say again, totally vibrating. Like when we say, Oh, it's like, let's make a real deal. You know, yeah. it just, Stauff comes out and he calls himself Monty Stauff. And like, it's yes. got like the, is it got the graphics and the, and the, you know, game, game show theme song playing over it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fake. Let's make a deal. Yeah. And not everyone knows. Let's make a deal. Cause it's an old game show. And I would hazard, not everyone knows. Let's make a deal in 1995 either. <laughs> Um, but it's like the what's behind door number one, door number two, and door number three. Yeah, yeah. You have that classic kind of trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three endings, depending on which woman you choose to be your, you know, your slave, which <laughs> one you decide to save, because this is aged really well. Yep. Um, and this is fucking amazing. So you choose Marie, you choose the demon sex slave. <laughs> if you, if you choose the if you choose the demon, okay. Yes. Uh, uh, you go and you start to have sex right. with the demon. Um, and like it's extended kissing, but she positions herself on top of him. The noises yes. make it sound like there's insertion. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it's NC-17. It's adult. And then while you're fucking Marie, uh-huh. the demon, she turns into Stauff and is noisily eating ribs <laughs> while going back and forth between Marie and Stauff. And then the final Lovecraft scare line is the ribs are Carl. Yep. Yep. So you fuck the stuff Marie while it eats your ribs. Yep. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Go home. (laughs) Like try again. Um, Can you, can you imagine if you really bought into this, like this will tell you something about yourself (laughs) and then you are trying to interpret what this meant about you. It's so obviously the bad choice too. Like it just means you're bad, but then like trying to figure out the symbolism, Uh you know, or like what this like reflects on your personality. Yeah. You know, it's very fucking like untoward. Mm. Dislike. Yeah. Uh, so that like that 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 is the schmuck ending. The bad ending is if you um 
if, if you choose if you choose Robin, you know the person who you've been here to save the entire time. Well, she already said yes. Like she yeah. like she like she she accepted the deal from Stalf. Um, you know, and so you know you go and you kiss. Uh, you get married off screen. This is a very short ending. Yeah. Um, and then sometime later, in a mirror of the opening scene, uh, Robin is watching a news uh, a newscast. Carl's body was found in the in the Hudson River. Uh, he went missing during their honeymoon. Uh, and Robin is the famous, renowned head of the Stauff Broadcasting System. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you know that's the bad ending. Mm-hmm. But maybe you pick it because of uh, former, you know, feeling romantic about your former relationship or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows. Uh, and then the good ending is the Samantha ending where you touch uh, Samantha's hand uh, on the screen and he appears at her house mm-hmm. uh, and she explains she's too late to save Robin, but the house burns down Yeah, on the screen. Yeah. And that's the 11th hour. What a baffling fucking video game. Yeah. Baffling and bad. And also, I mean, I was, you know, not invested in the, the seventh guest lore. Nope. But that was about gathering children's souls for a demon, not about a sentient house. Right. <laughs> You know, I mean, I get that, like, the house came from demon blueprints, mm-hmm. so it's got something spooky going on. Yeah. But this sentient house angle is really played up in yeah. a way I do not care for. Yeah, and just, you know, you be, be, being being reborn corporeally as as Marie and shape-shifting back and forth. Yeah, no, and just the, 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 the tonal whiplash, like, I don't know, there's some joy to be to be had in that, maybe? Yeah, like just in how in how ridiculous it is, but just it is so so profoundly misguided. Yeah, really, really bad. Yeah, you know, and I wish that it had just been like if there had not been the the house getting them pregnant or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what if it was just Stouff? Yeah, you know, and then like you know, what if it wasn't you know that and stuff? Because some of the like the goofy like when this plays for comedy, when it plays big. I find a lot of joy in it. Yeah. You know, like I like it. I like the let's make a real deal set thing. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I just I don't uh I don't care for uh don't care for the light treatment of sex assault. Yeah. And the weird serious drama mm-hmm. bits. Um, you know, just do the goofy over the topness and don't take it quite so self serious and that would be pleasurable. Yeah. Um, while never being good. You know, it's just it's it's real fucked up. And play the play of it is excruciating. Yeah. Like it's really bad. It plays so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So yep. don't care for it. Don't care for it. Um yeah. Bummer. Fun <laughs> episode. Uh bad games. Chuck them in the you seat. know, one that's slightly better than the other one, but mm-hmm. don't play either of them and yeah. yeah. So Yep. YouTube exists. You can see yeah. the highlights. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would I would recommend. Yeah. You know, and if you and and seventh guest on iOS possibly worth your time yeah they're they're they're, 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 they're... more curiosity good shirt (laughs) yeah i'm I'm curious about the 13th doll but like i was playing this and i i really it just made you want to play a latent game yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. you know which uh you know we should do one of those for the show at some point yeah because it would be similar in structure like we didn't talk about the plot a lot and actually like i find the plots of latent games really boring yeah i don't really care for them i i think the animation is cute Mm -hmm. but that's it and yeah. I, I think that uh, the stories themselves are actually a little bit bland. Um, yeah. I just really want those to be just list of puzzles too. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just like the puzzles a lot more. Mm-hmm. And like the interface is really, you know, slick and charming and the sound effects are really satisfying and stuff. Yeah. So it is kind of like, you know, for me, they have not done the, uh, this game was, uh, Seventh Guest was hi- highly inspired by a game called The Fool's Errand. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Which uh, I'll do a little plug for uh, network member Will Hughes, mm-hmm. who did a long uh, Twitter kind of let's play. Hmm. I don't know if it's on Twitter, but his pin tweet. So you find uh, at Plumber Duck on Twitter and he'll hate that I'm driving people to him because he has this weird relationship with people liking his things. But mm-hmm. it's good. So I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, he did a let's play of it. Yeah. And uh, it sounds really cool and interesting. It still does the same kind of lateral thinking stuff that I don't like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it does seem like it is a kind of a better, more coherent version of what these games do well. Yeah. No, you know? um, uh, fool's errands. That's like a classic Mac thing. Um, and it, like a, yeah. like a new version of that kind of came out recently. Um, hmm. uh, strangely recently, it's like a, like a passion project, um, by, by the dude Cliff Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was, uh, uh the, the fool and his money came out in, tw- in 2012. That's um, cool. Where, you know, when the original came out in 1987. So it is, I'm looking at, uh, Will's thread here and it is a let's play done through a Twitter thread. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that done before with screenshots and it looks beautiful because it's an old Mac game. Yeah. So it's that monochrome, you know, Shadowgate look mm-hmm. to it. It just looks wonderful. So yeah. um, it's a really fun thread to read through and I recommend people do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, Doug. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. Sincerely. I, I know we said that the game was bad and parts of it were very unfun, but it was a fun episode mm-hmm. and I'm glad to have said I experienced it mm-hmm. and very ready for Tetris. Yes. Um, which is next week. Next week. Yeah. So yep. uh, Tetris, we're going to be talking about uh, the game and then, you know, some of the more recent entries. There are at least uh, three notable uh, Tetris games that have come out in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, uh, you know, expect that to be kind of an odd episode as well. Like heavy on generalities. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. not really a story other than the story of how Tetris came. And we will, you know, as much as that's a, a doki doki story mm-hmm. in gaming, like there probably are people who don't know it. So we will mention that because it is interesting. Yeah. The, uh, the story of how that came to to audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of just like a talk of like what you can do with the, like how the basics of Tetris work, why they work the way they do and what you can do to upset the, that apple cart in interesting ways and different ways. Variations have done it. Yes. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a fun episode. Yeah. Um, um, that would normally be our premium episode, but it doesn't make sense with our approach. So we're doing a whole other episode that will be for our patrons about the adventures of Lolo. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to hear that episode, as well as, you know, the uh, Banger Hitman episode mm-hmm. we did last month um, and uh, a bunch of good premium episodes, Bioshock Infinite, um, Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. um, Stalker, uh, hit us up at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. It is $5 and it gets you that full episode. It gets you Bonfireside Chat. It gets you Unfilmable, our mm-hmm. monthly show about Lovecraft adaptations. Yep. Um, and at $10, you get even more. Um, we, we try to give a lot back and we really do appreciate people who support us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, other than that, ratings and reviews are mm-hmm. useful. Um, if you have thoughts about these games, I don't know. Yeah. There, there, there'll be time as of this, as of when this comes out, uh, go to, um, duckfeed.tv slash contact by the 15th. If you have, uh, thoughts about the puzzle games that we talked about into the breach, seventh guest, 11th hour or Tetris or Lolo. Um, and then the deadline for, um, July's games will be July the 15th, um, for platformer, platformer month, psychonauts, a hat and time and mirrors edge. Yes. Specifically 3d platformer month. Yes. And a warm goodbye to theme months. Yes. As for now on, it's all chaos. <laughs> um, yeah. And we just, uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, um, you know, you know what to do. And uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Hmm. Watch out for that soup. <laughs> yeah, so so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so lot to watch out for. From, yeah. yeah, watch out for the soup. 